Yo, monkeys, it's me, DPP, the king of Adabinga, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. And you, well, you, monkey, you're listening on the SNS network. Stay tuned or you will feel Big Daddy Cool Diesel slash Kevin Nash. You're listening on the FNS Radio Network. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. And you're listening on the FNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. This is Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels, Mr. Hall of Fame 2011. And you are listening on SNS Radio Network. See ya. And I wouldn't want to be here. Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. The world is listening. Five, four, three, two, one. This is the open book. Yes! 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 What? Your one-stop audio library for all things entertainment, video games, and the open book he fed. Tell me he didn't just say that. What? I know how to push your buttons too. I see everything you're going to do from a mile away. With your host, the sensational sequel, Sean. Spider pig, spider pig, does whatever a spider pig does. Can he swing from a web? No, we can't. He's a pig. Look out, he is a spider pig. And Ashley is my name. I admire your luck, Mr. Bond, 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 Bond. The lesson is about to begin. Here's Sean and Ashley. Did you see that coming? It's time! What? the f- 
What is up, my people? It's your boy, Sensational Sequel, Sensational Sean, right here with you with another episode of The Open Book. And you know, it's funny, we come right on during the U.S. feed of the opening ceremony of the Olympics, and right now, as I'm talking, I'm looking behind me, and I'm watching the United States of America team walk in. And do I, I feel a sense of pride during this moment because I am happy to look at my team, the U.S. team. Very amazing team set up. I mean, we have every single division right here. It's looking absolutely awesome. I am very happy to be able to watch this right now and to see the flag holder who is, if I remember correctly, is a fencing champion. So I am very happy to see that. Uh, before I get too involved into this, I do want to want to throw this out and I know Ashley's going to do it for his side. I do want to wish the United States of America team the best. I hope they come home with a lot of gold medals. Uh, silvers, don't care about them. Bronzes, we don't care about them. Let's see those gold boys and girls. Let's bring them home and let's show everybody that we are the best no matter what. Now, with that said, let me bring on my co-host who I am very surprised is here tonight due to the fact that he should have been at the opening ceremony itself. Let me bring him on. He is the English bastard himself. Ashley, what's up, man? So, when tickets start from £20 and go to £2,000, and the request for the £20 tickets, let's say there's about ten or 15000 in the stadium, the request was about 250000 I stood a little to no chance. <laughs> you can't... We had, a, we had a conversation before the show actually came on, kind of like during... Uh, before the show started, where I basically said I wouldn't want to be a volunteer. I'd rather be a referee myself, and Ashley pretty much told me I was somewhat stupid. I mean, you didn't say it in all those words, but you did say it, and I, I could tell it well, from your voice. Yeah, the volunteers don't get blamed when things goes wrong. The judges do. Yeah, so you got to be good at what you're good at. So, oh well. So, I mean, uh, if you heard the intro music for tonight, you might not know what that is. Or you may if you're Ashley. And we'll get to him in a second, but I do want to say it's a pretty cool thing living near a military base. I want to give that up because as I was driving home tonight, uh, two helicopters were basically circ circling my vehicle as I was driving down a road. It's a road that's not commonly used by uh, a lot of pedestrian traffic or a lot of uh, civilian traffic. So I get the road to myself a lot at night. And they're circling my vehicle, and as they fly off, I hear what's what I thought was a sonic boom coming from uh, a plane from one of the jets that are flying out right now. And I look to my right, and all I see is missile fire. And it is one of the coolest sights. If you have never seen it live in person, seeing a missile, uh, it was a strafing missile fire from the helicopters going to a target, it was absolutely one of the coolest things I've seen in a long time since I saw an art uh, artillery uh, get fired. So, I mean... If you have never seen it and you get the chance and somebody asks you if you want to go see it, as long as you're not standing in the line of fire, it's one of those things you want to see. So let's back up, go back to what we were originally talking about. Uh, Ashley, you originally wanted to use that song for Song of the Night, and I told you no. No, no, because no, no. So, Correction. 
What it is, that is called Survival by Muse, which is the official anthem of the Olympic Games. Every time you see athletes enter for an event or leave or on the medal ceremony when they get introduced, that music will be played. The music that we just heard. Yeah, the demented screaming song. Now, so I, next next week, a song of the night, I want to play a good Muse track rather than something which sounds like a four-year-old wrote it. <laughs> so I know you want to rant a little bit, so I'm going to give you the soapbox, and I want you to stand on it, and I want you to say whatever you want to say. So go for it. That, that was really my rant. I mean, I know Muse do good stuff, but it's like this is Queen meets some kind of cocaine, drug-induced coma. I just don't honestly get it. It will probably grow on me as I hear it every hour, every day for the next 16 to 17 days. It's grown on me since I first heard it about two weeks ago, but to be honest, I'm more startled by what I saw tonight at the Olympic ceremony. I mean, the Queen jumped out of a fucking helicopter. Whoa. We'll talk about that in a second. As I turn <laughs> around now to look at the uh, what's going on, Great Britain is now entering. Uh, Chris Hoy is a cyclist. I know that. Um, is holding the, the flag. I'm very surprised by that, and I'm kind of wondering why he was chosen. But uh, we see a picture of uh, wow. the, the Queen, which is kind of funny. Hold on one second. We see a picture of the, uh, the Queen looking there, and she looks quite bored. I will say that. She looks like she's about to fall asleep. Well, keep in mind that when this when they came in, local time was midnight. Okay. Because this this was supposed to be at about seven PM our time, but because of Danny Boyle, he pushed it later by two hours because the whole visual light stuff that happens for most of the thing wouldn't have worked in daylight as much as it is against a pitch black sky. Which thank God we got no rain. I'm amazed by that. Yeah, that's actually a very interesting thing. I mean, it's it's pretty cool to actually see this site. I mean, it's, it's this is one thing we don't see. We don't see the Olympics for almost for every four years. So seeing this alone is an amazing sight. Seeing this mass of people and there's Prince Harry. Hey, look at that, uh, looking very unenthused. I mean, oh well. If you haven't seen it, I suggest you try and catch a replay of it somehow. But let's just say it involved James Bond. The Queen, uh, Kenneth Branagh, uh, Rowan Atkinson being basically Mr. Bean, uh, a whole load of kick-ass movies and music featured in about a 20-30 minute segment, and then at the end, Paul McCartney, and probably the most ingenious, uh, what do they call it, torch lighting, lighting the cauldron. Well, I didn't get the chance to see the whole intro beginning. Uh, we, I basically had to find a extra clip online just to see the James Bond, and that was a very interesting thing. And as soon as we finished, I was like, what the heck? They used a stunt double for the Queen? And Ashley's like, what are you, an idiot? Why would they use the real Queen? <laughs> I was like, well, she wants to be the I Queen. Was, Let her be the Queen. I was disturbed by one of the teams coming in that had clearly Freddie Mercury mustaches. 
I was disturbed, and I will say this: it was edited out of the American feed. Oh yes, um, I do want to bring this up because I just because after this we're gonna get straight into our our first segment. Um, yeah. On the American feed, it was cut out. On all the other feeds that I've seen so far, it's been in. If you haven't seen it, the uh, the German dignitaries are sitting in their box, and they stand up in the German team, and they do what's known as the Nazi wave. Uh, the, it goes, the old guy does. I don't think the other woman does, but the, the old other guy woman was doing does. her kerchief back and forth, which is yeah, of course. But he's standing in the box and he does the hands from the chest up, back to the chest up, back to the chest up, which is indignative of what Hitler did on his way through crowds. And I was kind of like, what in the world? As soon as somebody sent this to me, I was like, I cannot believe they just really did that. So I, I'm, I'm very happy to see it cut out of the American feed. Uh, the video I sent to, of course, the producer Brass Eye and to Ashley uh, was from the German feed. So it kind of showed it a little bit more. So it was a very interesting moment, definitely, for uh, myself when I got that message about that. So, um, but let, let's, we're done with, the, we're done with the, uh, the Olympics for now. So let's jump into our first segment. And my first segment... It's pretty much all going to be about Raw 1000. Uh, it's one of those things that it, it made me so happy. I don't think I've ever I've watched a Raw that I have enjoyed as much as I did on Monday night. And sitting in the chat room alone was a very fun experience because seeing a lot of the guys talk about what was going on, starting from the DX thing in the beginning all the way to The Undertaker coming out with, oh, wait. If you happen to be listening and haven't watched Raw yet, sorry. Um, go ahead and say it. spoiling stuff, Sean. There you go. Um, all the way down to the main event match, which we'll get to that in a minute because it ended up being one of my favorite matches I've seen in a long time. So, let's get straight into it, Ashley. Uh, what... Before we even start, what was your overall grade for the show? I mean, we don't even get into the show yet. We're going to cover it um, here in a second. But just go ahead and give us your overall grade for it. Grade-wise, it was a solid day. Okay. Uh, I, d- I give it A+. Plus. I mean, I-, I saw a lot of stuff. Being a child of the 80s, being a child of the a- – I was born in 86 – uh, I mean, I started watching Raw when it first started in 93. I was seven years old. I got to see it all. I've watched Raw since it began. I've seen every thousand episodes. I am now 26. So 19 years has passed for that, from that first episode to Raw 1000. So it'll be another 19 years before we get to 2000. So it's an interesting thing if most of the guys we see now will be around for 2000. I mean, Triple H, uh, possibly, Shawn Michaels, possibly, but it was a solid A plus from, from me. So let's jump straight into it. Let's get right into what's going on. The first part, first thing I ever saw was DX coming out. Now, DX, DX is originally a couple more members than the original D, uh, Shawn Michaels and Triple H. So they get to the ring, they're doing their posturing and all that, and Triple H kind of looks around for a second, and it's kind of like, didn't there used to be more of us? 
the pop from the crowd alone, I think, made me, me get goosebumps because they're smart. They knew what was going on. And, I mean, what happened next, actually? I, w- I want to I hear from your own words because you didn't get the recap. We should have had, in all honesty, I should have gotten you and myself to do what's, what, what's called a heads-to-head recap where you did a recap on a separate piece of paper, on a separate uh, article, and I did my recap, and at the end we would basically combine them. But we didn't do that, so. Yeah. Well, Billy Gunn, Road Dog, and Xbox came back. Which is as close as probably you're going to get to a DX reunion. The thing is, though, what did they come back in? That's the big one. Oh, yeah, they were in the... I don't know if it was the Jeep, but it was certainly a Jeep akin to the Jeep that they used in the... uh, Let's go to WCW. Yeah, and that was the coolest part because everybody basically flipped out at that moment. Because as soon as... Triple H said, didn't there used to be more of us? He postured to the crowd a little bit for a second, looking around. He said, I can't hear you. Didn't there used to be more of us? And then they both point up in the NWO style, uh, NWO DX style, uh, pointing towards the stage. They come out on the Jeep that was used for the, uh, not like Ashley said, we don't know if it was that Jeep, but it was the Jeep just like it that was used during... The uh, uh, invasion, invasion of WCW. Sorry, the first I turned around, invasion. Yeah, I turned around to look at the uh, the screen, and I'm a little freaked out by what I'm seeing. So, uh, it looks like glowing butterflies on bicycles. They're supposed to be doves of peace. Oh, okay. Right. As, as um, we get away from Olympics, well, Sean is going to be distracted for the next hour. It keeps going on. The bit that actually made me mark out was when it got to the suck it bit and Sean and Billy were there and it's like, come on. And Triple H just goes aside and says, look, come on. Sean hasn't done a lot. You know, Sean normally doesn't, didn't do a lot when we were here and we don't want him to lose his smile again. Boom. That was enough for me. I mean, looking at Shawn Michaels pointing to his face and basically doing a smile, no smile, smile, no smile, no smile. And then his and then Triple H's comment afterwards was, "Yeah, you don't want him to go back and post for Playboy Playgirl again, do you?" And you know that was a shoot. That had to be a shoot because Billy's face, X Pac, I mean Road Dog, they all their all their faces were just like completely like, "Did he really just say that?" And Sean's like laughing as hard as he can, basically to cover up the fact that he didn't want to hear that. He, and they did make the statements. Um, I was I was young at the time. I was dumb, and then basically looked up. I don't know if he. I don't, I don't know if he said something or Brewdog said anything to him, but I need the money is what he said, and I was kind of like, wait, what? It was just hilarious to hear that one moment is, basically, to see them do that like that. It was awesome. Uh, the whole DX was just absolutely in, a very interesting, a very interesting thing, uh, especially when they ended it with what's his name, Damian Sandow. Yes. Uh, you I didn't. Uh, you are no need to be here. I didn't like that. I didn't like that part. I don't. 
I haven't watched SmackDown in a long time, and seeing him, like, who is that? I, I, I know I'm supposed to know him. He's like Wade Barrett meets Eugene. No, he's his character. Um, the guy who plays him. I know I'm supposed to know him, but I can't think of the name off the top of my head. So I'm not entirely sure what uh, who he is. Um, yeah, just get to Jim Ross. Well, yeah. Well, you can't end it without saying, you know, Damian Sandow basically gets sweet chin music, then gets a pedigree, and then they let Billy Gunn stand in the middle of the ring and do the socket. I mean, that was just... I, I wanted the Blumen Road uh, X-Pax X-Factor. Not the X-Factor, the uh, Bronco Buster, that's the one. They didn't give him any spots, really. That's what made me kind of like, what's going on here? I mean, they didn't give... The only give... spot they gave him was to chat up Trish. I, I didn't even see that, in all honesty. I didn't even see that one moment, so... <laughs> When I saw him siding up to Trish, I was thinking, oh, God, this is going to be another one night in China. That's not funny. Um, it wasn't supposed to be. I was just getting bad flashbacks. Okay. Like shell uh, Next up was uh, Jim Ross. Came back, and seeing Jim Ross basically reminded me that he has facial hair, which is... Interesting, to say the least. Um, he kind of looks like me, in all honesty, uh, with the whole goatee and mustache thing going on with the connection. Yeah. Are you trying to say that you were impersonating Jim Ross that night? I think I'm saying that he was impersonating me. I really am. Yeah. Give me Jim Fringerman. Sue him. I heard, you heard me, Jimmy boy. You're... I'm, we're going to have a conversation about this. So the match that basically came up, and there goes my phone, um, the match that was coming up basically next was a six-man – no, it wasn't six-man. It was a tag team match. Tag yeah. team match with Rey Mysterio Jr., Sheamus going against Dolph Ziggler, and Alberto Del Rio. It was a six-man match. I'm sorry, guys. Um, Sin Cara was teaming up with – Sheamus and Rey Mysterio Jr. And then... Yeah, with Jericho, Ed. Ziggler, and Del Rio, all three over the previous week basically pissed each other off. This is a great tag team. The match was really good. I didn't enjoy Sin Cara as much as I thought I would. I would rather see him face off against somebody else, but I mean, it was definitely a very, a very good match. Seeing Sin Cara be in the ring with Alberto Del Rio some more. Seeing Del Rio being in the ring with whoever. I mean, I like seeing Del Rio fight pretty much. I mean, what was your uh, overall for this match? It was a decent match and teased the feud between Ziggler and Jericho, which I think you'll probably be working towards SummerSlam match, which might be for the briefcase, which we haven't seen in a while. That's right. It's definitely it was um, Randy Orton and Ken Ken Anderson, wasn't it? Last time we saw that, Edge and was it Edge and Anderson? Yeah, Edge and Kennedy. Because okay. then Edge won it on the Raw and then cashed it in on the SmackDown straight That's after. Right. That's right.
I was I was almost there, people. I was almost there. I was just with a the stupid bitch ass cage ending. Yeah. So next up came. They were talking about touts. They showed Skype with Charlie Sheen, which is very uh very hilarious because they haven't mentioned they had mentioned uh Charlie Sheen at all, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Yep, guess who's back?" Charlie Sheen. I guess Charlie realized it better to be on Skype and do something that he promised that he'd do rather than pull off Twitter and everything and get sued. I kind of wish he had. I didn't really care about seeing him on there. So, uh, next up after that came one of my favorite moments. We see AJ in the back basically brushing her hair in a robe, uh, talking to Layla. This happened to be my favorite part because we saw a lot of different things happen in this. And basically, this ended up being the ending to one of the most hilarious segments I've ever seen in my life. Uh, they're Basically, Layla calls AJ a crazy person. And AJ's like, if I'm crazy, then why is it so crazy around here? And Layla's like, it's not crazy. They then op- AJ then opens the door up. We see... Who's the first person we see? Dogan. Gogan? Who's Gogan? Dogan. Jim D- Hacksaw. That's what I say. Yes, we saw Hacksaw Jim Duggan come out and he said, I'll call you later. Something, something. Oh, yeah, that was that was a great moment. Then we have we have R Truth <laughs> and Roddy Piper playing uh Invisible Jump Rope with Little Jimmy. Jump rope with a little Jimmy. Absolutely hilarious because Roddy Piper is trying to talk about talk to little Jimmy the entire time and he's like Archer's like, Oh, now now you made him mad. He now he's down the hallway. What what's what's going on? But just seeing Layla start dancing all of a sudden is what more of a kind of a weird reason to this. But the thing that happens after this is absolutely hilarious because they both stop look out the door and AJ's like, yep, see? And out the door, we see Mae Young with none other than the hand. <laughs> Wait, it gets better. It's a grown-up hand. A man in a suit with glasses. Yes. 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 No. Absolutely one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. It was hilarious. But I, I was very caught off guard by that. It, it was it was very inter- it was very good to see May, but the hand thing probably could have stayed off. I mean, they could have cut to Mark Henry and May Young making out again. Oh God, that's worse for me. I could have dealt with that. Um, next up was um, what was next up? Oh yeah, next up was Brutus Clay coming out. And somebody came out with him. Came out with him. Um, he goes by many names. He goes by many names. He goes by four. On occasion, they, they call him Mr. Stretchy Pants, um, which is number five. Uh, out next so, came Dude Love. With so he's been reading autobiographies. Uh, somewhat. I've, I've, read it, I've read it before. Um, seeing Dude Love 
period was just awesome because we haven't seen Dude Love in a long time. Uh, it was Brutus Glay versus Jack Swagger in a very quick match. Um, I was very surprised by this. It's pretty much it was a T-bone suplex into the splash by Brutus and pinball one two three. Jack Swagger got a uh, got the um, win. He get, Bruce Lee got the win, but I was but dude love gave Jack Swagger the mandible claw with Mr. Saka tie dyed Mr. Psychedelic Saka. Psychedelic Saka. There you go. It was kind of a, a funny yeah. segment, not to say the least. But seeing Dude Love, no matter what, great moment. Can't really talk about that match due to the fact that... It wasn't a match. Right. There you go. <laughs> By the way, I do want to say this. I want DX's new shirt. The one night only Raw 1000. I want that shirt. And I'm going to buy it as soon as I can. But we cut to the back. And in the back, we see one of my other favorite divas. Well, one of my... The first favorite diva from this show... Trish Stratus with Triple H and what had to be a revision of the training angle from years ago where Trish is showing Triple H how to do yoga stretches and Trish ends up behind Triple H. Yes, behind him. DX then walks in as Trish is standing behind him and they're all looking at him for a minute. And it basically ends up with Triple H trying to explain himself, <laughs> which then ends up with, this, with the thing that Ashley was talking about a minute ago. I haven't seen this. So, Ashley, if you want to talk about it right quick, go ahead. Uh, I think the only way to describe this is to steal a line from Moonraker. I think he's attempting re-entry, sir. Okay. It's, uh... Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Um, we'll, we'll skip to the next one. Backstage, we see Daniel Bryan with four orderlies from look like they're from a sanatorium. Okay. Uh, what? Like the guys that took Kane back to the sanatorium. Right. Right. It's definitely. It was one of those things. Uh, he's backstage talking to him. We don't know exactly what they're talking about. We then cut to the wedding. Yes. My favorite part of the entire thing because we had – who was – I'm, I'm going to let you say it. Who was the minister? Joe Soul, bro. Yeah, that's not his real name. Okay. It was Slick. The first African American uh, manager for WWE, I believe. I think most people will know Joe Soul Bro and the reference. If they okay. don't, uh, keep listening to Sean Beckerman. He'll probably. Uh... Yeah, I'm sure Sean Beckerman will cover it the most. Um, sorry guys, I had to turn around once again to check out what was going on. Uh, we cut back. My favorite part of this entire thing. I, I do want to talk about this is I, I'm sure he hasn't been on TV in a while. I'm sure Slick hasn't been on TV for a while. So everything that he was doing was he was basically pandering to the crowd the entire time because the crowd was doing their usual what chance. And what happens when people do what chance? 
the person in the ring or whoever is basically going to have some fun with him. Uh, yeah, I, Slick I, went crazy. Slick went crazy. If you look at AJ's face, you look at Daniel Bryan's face, they are laughing so hard they can't help it. I mean... She interrupted him, didn't didn't she, with one she of the had things to stop. that was like so much. It's like, should we just get on with it? It was so much that they had to stop. Um, I want to bring up... I want to see if I can find it right quick. Yeah, uh, basically Slick asked if there was anyone who wanted to uh, stop him. Everybody was chanting for Kane, CM Punk. They wanted people, they wanted somebody to come down and interfere with this. That's and, yeah, yeah. Daniel Bryan, the most hilarious part is Daniel Bryan stops and looks around, waiting. I'm guessing someone was possibly going to, because Daniel Bryan keeps looking up the stage, looking up the stage, looking up the stage. And, He's expecting Caitlin. And basically there are a ton of boos from the crowd. And Slick looks around and he was like, wow. I've never heard that before. And we then have the entire, we have no chance from the entire crowd as Slick is just looking around. It, it's pretty hilarious. Um, basically then in this entire segment, I did not believe, I can't believe I just hit that. Uh, hold me. Hit that button. Uh, sorry about that, guys. Had a little bit of a computer malfunction on my desktop. To end that segment, we had somebody come out. And, well, you know what? Let me back up. Ashley, I'm going to let you go from the vowels. Yeah. They went for the vowels. They both said yes. And then AJ went, well, hang on. I wasn't saying yes to you. I was saying yes to another proposal that I received earlier tonight. And then Sandra Bullock came out and said, yeah. She said yes to renting my DVD. What? No, 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 no. Give the yeah, real go thing. watch the proposal, for people. Worst film ever. Talk about what really happened while I turn around and look at the lighting of the torch. Okay. Yeah. Vince came out, and then everyone was like, oh, wow. Vince is being his old Randy self again. It's like, it's not what it looks. The proposal is business. And that it's regards to who the new GM is. And it's AJ. Brian is pissed and AJ is just skipping like she does. And then as she does yes chants on the ramp, Brian's going, no, no. Yeah, basically what happens is Vince does come out, says that, basically panders to the crowd for a second, says the next Raw GM is, looks to the back, turns right around and says AJ. And that had to be one of the very more interesting moments for everybody because no one expected that. No one knew why Vince was out there. And that was a very interesting thing. And you know, looking in the chat room for a second, Apparently, Anthony agrees with me in the fact that that was a horrible joke. It was a Bronx-quality joke. So you get a waka-waka for your for your joke. Oh, uh, wow. So I actually get to feature on Monday Night Raw on Thousand then. Well, it's funny you bring that up, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, after the wedding happened, we had... 
CM Punk came out. Mm-hmm. Basically ran down Daniel Bryan talking about how he and Daniel Bryan came back and said how he was the best. He was the best. He was the best. Cue the rock's music. Out he comes in one of the coolest shirts I have seen in a long time, and one that I am buying also. I'm going to buy that shirt also. Soldier? Yes. Uh, Team Bring It on the top, Soldier on the front. Soldier on, I think is what it says. And it says something on the back. Um, That's two shirts I have to buy, definitely, because I want to see it. I mean, I, I, I don't want to see it. I want to own it. Yeah, it says Soldier on the front, Push the Pace on the back. Looks very cool. Just Definitely. as long as it isn't Soldier Boy. No, no Soldier Boy. I uh, will not be getting Soldier Boy. Uh, but basically, The Rock came out, uh, let everyone know that at Royal Rumble, he will face, be facing whoever the champion is. So let's see. Royal Rumble is usually in January. August, mm-hmm. September, October, November, December. Six months. Six freaking months away. Are we serious, WB? You couldn't it have said. To work well with Roxena a year. Well, what's going? It's just I don't like the fact that they're calling for this so early. They should have waited. I mean, if you're going to do this, you should have done it at Survivor Series. Say, you know what? At the Royal Rumble, I face whoever is a champion. Be it John Cena, be it CM Punk, be it Daniel Bryan. Be it Brock Lesnar. Yeah, but around November is when he's filming Fast 6. Which is the whole reason why I think this is stupid. Because if he gets injured on that set and screws himself over, gets a tendon tear, gets a busted whatever, and ends up being out for five months, you just screwed over the entire WWE. Yeah, and you know who will be champion then. What's that? You know who'll be champion then? It will Cena will. Brooklyn so. Brawler. Oh my. It's just one of those things I really don't like it when they do these early in advance type stuff. Uh, so I definitely don't like that. Um but he does, Brock does turn around and say to CM Punk, as CM Punk has said several times, I will be the champion at that, at that point. And Brock says, you know what? I'll see you at the Royal Rumble. So Brock turns around and says, you know what? I have a wedding present for you, Daniel Bryan. Uh, and unfortunately, I, I can still give it to you. So here it is. And he rock bottoms Daniel Bryan in the middle of the ring, which was a very interesting moment. We then have one of the greatest ever come out, Bret Hart. Bret Hart comes out and introduces Christian for the Intercontinental Championship match. He introduces <laughs> Christian. He then introduces, and I'm going to say it just like he did. Here, he introduces Christian, grand fashion, and then introduces The Miz. That's exactly how he introduced The Miz. He didn't even care. He was just like, The Miz. Who? What was that, Brett? The Miz. I, I, I didn't hear you. What? The Miz. Now I just feel like Austin should come out every time he said that. Like, what? 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 
So I'm glad to see. Same time he was shrugging his shoulders, wasn't he? He was like, yeah. Yeah, he kind of was. Uh, actually, yeah, he was. Um, so, The Miz, yeah. I, and guess who won the match? Yeah, guess who won the match? The Miz. What? The Miz. Yep, The Miz is your new Intercontinental Champion. Uh, after what is a very good match. I mean, we definitely... It was a great match. Definitely um, a lot of... retained tonight on SmackDown as well. Yeah, they had a match. I, I didn't see it on SmackDown. I was wondering. So, yeah. I was, they had a match on SmackDown. That's pretty cool. I definitely wish I had uh, seen that. That's what DVR's made for. Uh, well... That's also what the Olympic uh, opening ceremony is all about, too, which is they're, they're getting around to the, to the lighting of the torch uh, with apparently six other people. So, then we had Regis Philbin. God, Regis. That was actually a nice bit. Yeah, Especially because Reg- he mentioned the Iron Sheik, and then I just had flashbacks to that shoot interview he did. I beat the fuck out of you. Oh, yeah, that was the kind of thing you saw on Regis' show, wasn't it? Uh, oh, well. Uh, we then go in here see... Uh, what's his name? Um, Charlie Sheen on the Skype call again. And we then get to Triple H coming back out. I will let you cover the entire Triple H... Heyman, Stephanie, Brock, entire thing. Yeah. I want you to do that. So, yeah, Triple H came out and said, come on, Lesnar, I know you're here. Better show yourself. Music hits. Heyman walks down and says, Lesnar's here, but he still says no. And Triple H basically goes, so he's that much of a chicken that, no, he's a coward that he doesn't want to come out here and say no to my face? And then Heyman basically really goes personal on Triple H and his children. Cue Stephanie McMahon's music. And to, to steal a line from JR, you knew business was about to pick up. She basically goes, yeah, don't talk about the children. And says that Heyman's children are disappointed in him. Because of the way he ruined his career in WCW and WWE and then ECW, which clearly caught the ire of Heyman because his eyebrows went up ten times higher when ECW was mentioned. I don't know, maybe that's because they lost the trademark because they gave it away, stupid WWE. Anyways, but then Stephanie basically snaps him and Heyman goes, all right. You want to see your husband get hurt? We'll do it. It's on for SummerSlam. And then Heyman starts to go on about the kids. And then it's kind of a half... It's, it's a one-sided cat fight. Except it only involves one woman. Although the other person did have a ponytail, so I couldn't work out the difference. But And then Lesnar comes out and Triple H gets the better of him. Leaving it, oh, what's going to happen at SummerSlam? If Lesnar doesn't win, then that just makes him look weak. And he'll go back to UFC going, Dana, have money, please. 
Yeah, it was a very interesting segment to say the least. I was uh I like seeing Stephanie. I don't get me wrong, um, Stephanie looked amazing. Well, let me go. She looked absolutely gorgeous. Yes. Uh, seeing her in that short black skirt. Oh my. Yes. And actually, actually as well, Lesnar and Triple H looked in shape. Especially Lesnar, because when he, when he was there for Extreme Rules three months ago, he did look like Bork Laser. He looked absolutely, like you, like you said, he looked amazing. He was in shape. He was ready to go. He looked like he wanted to fight that moment. Uh, so I'm sure he's on the roids again. I'm sure the more he thinks he's on the roids. Uh, I think we need a drug test for him, but we won't get it. So, oh well. Give him a two-year, we'll give him a lifetime Olympic ban. <laughs> Which they just lit the torch, by the way, so I can now turn this off and not care anymore. Um, back to the <laughs> moment at hand. Uh, we then have a, we then have what's basically started the Attitude Era of Monday Night Raw, which was the Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Vince McMahon whole storyline angle type thing. We thought this would lead into something from Austin, nothing from Austin. We then have we have the one-man band come out next. Well, no, you had Santino and Hornswoggle with the merchandise. Oh, well. Which was ridiculous. And then Finkel came out, which was just really sweet. Fink came out for the entire, uh, yeah, for the open challenge to any to any uh, legend in the back. No count out, no DQ as well. Right, which ended up being a very interesting answer because a North Carolina hometown girl came out. Lita, Amy Dumas, came out looking absolutely flipping amazing. I may have to give her a call later on. No, I think I'll stop that. Um, it's just because the wardrobe malfunction happened, wasn't it? No. I, uh, it's been a while since I talked to Amy. It's definitely been a while. I'll have to give her a call. Uh, but seeing her look absolutely amazing. She looked like she was ready to get back in the ring that, that day. And she did. Somewhat. We, she, she basically says, I accept the challenge. And then they have, and then Lita's like, well, I couldn't come to this match without something. And she said she got some help. Protection. Did she actually actually say protection? She used the word protection. Okay. And no, we're not talking about Matt Hardy's penis. Thank God. Uh, Which you will get slapped with later on. Um, Thanks. No problem. Lita then basically says she she got some protection. Out comes APA, which was one of the coolest moments seeing Bradshaw and Farouk back in the APA shirts, the jeans. Seeing Bradshaw period in the APA looks, shirt looks amazing. I, that's what I like. Uh, Heath Slater basically jumps out of the ring, runs, and then Road Warrior, the Road Warrior music hits. Out come all of the legends that he has faced over the past, what, month and a half almost? Pretty much, yeah. Who basically throw him in the ring. 
only to lead to a twist of fate from Lita, a clothesline from Hell from Bradshaw, and what I was hoping would be a Dominator from Farouk didn't happen. Uh, we then see a Moonsault from Lita, which was very good to see. Wardrobe malfunction. Really? Apparently. I'll have to watch this clip more closely then. Picks are up on wrestling-online.com. I will watch this a little bit more closely then. Uh, as long as it's not Heath Slater's wardrobe malfunction, I'm good no, to go. If, if you look at the back of Lita's sports bra, it kind of gets... It doesn't look to be in the right place, which probably means wardrobe malfunction around the front of it. Which means in, we probably in, didn't see anything. Yeah, you know, of course you didn't see anything. It's not like this. It's not like oh, the bloody uh, yeah. life celebration. Well, no, actually, looking at this clip again, um, it, I mean, it looks like she may have popped out a little bit, but it didn't show a full. I, I don't think it showed full, uh, unless Heath did get it. Then. Heath is a very lucky bastard. Hold on. No, it didn't show. It's everything's still in. So, unfortunately, I've I've seen pictures already, so I'm good to go. I've seen all of those pictures. Um, and then Sean Mooney. I was well. Let's let's stop. Let's go back. Um, we see all the legends in the ring, and Sergeant Slaughter does one of the most hilarious things. Sergeant Slaughter reaches down, picks up. Heath Slater's hand, drops it three times and just looks at Farouk and the rest of the legends and just laughs. It was a very hilarious moment just to see that. Uh, then Sean Mooney interviewing Dana Ryan. That was it was one of those things where I haven't seen I haven't seen Sean Mooney in a long time. I will say that. And that's where I miss Bobby Heenan. But you know what? We did that. We we didn't bring something up. We didn't bring up Bronx's appearance on WWE Raw, which was absolutely one of the coolest things. I didn't know Bronx could do this. Bronx was actually on WWE Raw, giving hosting the little segment they called uh, uh, catchphrases. The catchphrases, yeah. The greatest catchphrases of all times. And then he said his his wondrous. His wondrous uh, logo line or uh, catchphrase himself, Waka Waka. But, you know, Bronx is a little bit more hairier than I thought. So, Did Pac-Man steal that off Fuzzy? What? Did Pac-Man steal Waka Waka from Fuzzy Bronx? <laughs> Fuzzy Bronx? <laughs> I don't know. That's actually good. I like that. From now on, Bronx's <laughs> new name on the open book is Fozzy Bronx. Keep, keep yeah. in mind, Bronx, that could either mean that you're a puppet or you're Chris Jericho. <laughs> we'll go with puppet. Because either way, afterwards, I'm going to say waka waka. So, oh wow. Uh, backstage, we see, uh, after this little segment, we have... Mean Gene Okerlund, Zack Ryder, and John Cena standing there talking about a few different things, and The Rock shows up. As he Next, uh, yeah, The Rock shows up. Zack Ryder looking in good condition. I'm kind of surprised 
that this was the only spot that Zack Ryder got of the night, which sucks. Woo, woo, woo. You know it. Hashtag. Hashtag. Um, basically, The Rock is telling him good luck on everything that he's going to do. Everything he's going to he's going to the match tonight, everything. And Cena says that uh, he will be the champion at Royal Rumble. They will go at it one more time. The Rock basically ends with, I'm looking forward to it. So that can only mean one thing. Cena versus Undertaker at Mania. I hope to God not. Um, it basically means that a Cena holding the belts and being champion at Royal Rumble would possibly happen, which sucks. Oh well. Uh, next that's moment. That's What's that? Unless they're swerving you. They do I like a swerve, especially if Nick Hogan. Hmm. Next moment is one of my favorite moments of the entire night. Because it ends in one of the most hilarious botches. Boy. Hold on. It ends up in one of the most hilarious botches, but at the same time, one of the most goosebump moments of the night for me. And that basically is... We get Kane coming out, talking... Or not talking. He Kane comes out preparing for a match. Then out comes Hunico, Camacho, Tyler Rex... Jinder Mahal, Drew McIntyre, and Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, they all come out. They surround the ring. And basically what everyone thinks is going to be a beatdown on Kane turns out to be the Undertaker coming back. We hear the, we hear the gong. The lights go out. Undertaker comes out. Unveils his... His head, which uh-huh. turns which turns out to be the mohawk of the biker days. If I remember correctly, he had a, he had a mohawk back in the biker days. But one of the cooler things is his jacket, which was had spikes all over it, looked very cool. I really like Doom mask. Uh, yeah, somewhat. Ministry of Doom. Ministry, ministry-ish. It's more so what I think you meant, not Legion of Doom. Um, well, you possibly did. I, I, I get it now, the, the spikes. I do get yeah, it now. It's, it's spikes, it spikes meets ministry, so yeah. I, it's definitely, I look at it as a uh, ministry version of uh, the Legion of Doom. It looks very, it's a very cool mask. Uh, not mask, but uh, coat. He comes out, pulls off the hoodie, turns out to be he's bald with Mohawk. They get in the ring. He's staring at Kane the entire time. So you think he's possibly going to attack Kane, maybe turn his back on him, become heel on his way back in. But all of the guys jump in the ring, and Kane and The Undertaker team up, take them all out, and then do the Brothers of Destruction pose with the pyro, which was absolutely awesome gave me goosebumps because I got to see both of them back together once again. Possibly for the last time. Possibly for the last time, which sucks completely. Uh, I really hope it's not the last time. Uh, I'm really hoping that when it comes down to the retirement, 
that I hope they give him a Ric Flair-esque retirement on Monday Night Raw. And Kane comes out, stands in the ring, does the Undertaker pose. Undertaker does the Kane pose. I mean, that would be completely one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. But I digress on that. I, I really enjoyed this segment because it, it showed me the Undertaker who we haven't seen in a long time. Uh, next up was the match that was to end everything for tonight. It was John Cena using his briefcase for against CM Punk in a WWE Championship match. I'm The match ended in a very interesting way. Uh, John Cena won. But does that mean he won the title? No, it does not. John, John Cena won by disqualification. One of the very interesting things about this, though, is that CM Punk looked on as Big Show hit John Cena with a spear, or the harpoon, excuse me, and then hit Cena with the WMD punch. CM Punk's just looking on. He's like, uh, do I want to jump in? Do I want to interfere? What do I want to do here? Then CM Punk finally, after a minute, gets the referee up, throws him in the ring, pins him. He gets a two, two count. Big Show is still standing outside the ring. He was like, really? I don't, uh, I don't think that was, that was worth it. Mm, I don't so, approve of Super Cena. Yeah. So Cena... As CM Punk goes to pick Cena up, he goes into GTS. Cena grabs the leg, goes for the SDF, and as Cena gets CM Punk into the SDF, then Big Show jumps back in the ring, hit, drops an elbow. Yes, you heard me say it. A elbow on John Cena, and that ends the match in a disqualification. CM Punk basically walks away as Cena gets the living crap beat out of him. Uh, and when I say the living crap, I mean the living crap. Cena basically gets destroyed. C CM Punk slides out of the ring as The Rock comes running down right past CM Punk as he's walking away. The Rock hits a couple punches on the Big Show. Then he hits a spine buster as he goes for the people's elbow, CM Punk jumps back into the ring and hits a flying forearm, if I remember correctly. Yeah, forearm, clothesline. Certainly had the effect to apparently wind rock completely as if he was gasping for air, as if he'd uh, punctured a lung. Yeah, which is very interesting. And Punk basically stands in the ring over Cena, the Rock, Big Show, all of their bodies are just laying there completely. And CM Punk stands there looking at his hands like, I just did that. So, the question comes down now. Is CM Punk heel? What do you think, Ashley? In my opinion, no. He's just stating his intent. I'm a champion, and if I'm going to be champion until the Rumble, you know the result. Punk's still going to be champion. Rock isn't going to come in and get the title. 
So, I mean, that's that's his opinion. I kind of think that uh, Punk is a little heel. She's playing the tweener role because he, he did just take out one of the biggest fan fan-loved stars in the business right now. So it's, it's one of those things where we could see something uh, completely completely different from Monk. Got to wait till Monday to see what happens. I'm really interested to see what actually does happen. But The Rock, we know, will possibly show up and make an appearance and say something. It's all about interpretation, isn't it? There are certain things that Brian does that to some are heel, but to others are face. And yeah, that's why I agree with you. He's certainly in the tweener role. But it depends what side of the fence you're on. In my sense, he's he's still being a tweener. He's not going full out heel. Like right. quite, so, quite a few people I know and I've seen on YouTube and everything ranting and going on about it. I thought it was a... It's a sweet move because it means you can... If Punk is heel... You can have him go against other people, other than Cena, again. Definitely. I, I'm looking very forward to see what they're actually going to do with CM Punk. I uh, really want to know what's going to happen with the whole Brock Lesnar, Triple H angle. I want to know what's going to happen with... I want to know what's going to happen with everything, pretty much, because they really pulled me back in tonight and made me love wrestling again. Tonight? Yeah, a lot of... Uh, Monday night, excuse me. I'm very tired, and it's been a long night. Um, so I'll stick with that. It's definitely been one of the great, one of the better Raws so far this year. Will it be the best? I don't know. We still have a couple months left to go, so we'll have to see. Uh, is there anything you want to say before we close out this segment? I just don't think you're going to have another three-hour Raw to match it this year. I don't know. I, I get the feeling we will. Something's going to come up where they're going to they're going to do something. So I'm really they got to do something later on this year. So we'll see. So with that, we're going to cut out. We're going to go to our commercial break, and we'll catch you guys back here in a minute or a couple minutes actually for the next segment, the video game segment, which I've got something special for you guys planned out. So catch you guys in a few minutes. following is a public service announcement from Wrestling News Live. Reasons not to marry a porn star. Did you hear the news that uh, Tito Ortiz was arrested for domestically abusing his uh, his girlfriend, Jenna Jameson? No, he probably tried to fuck her. It was like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. And he just said, what the fuck? What have you been? Slap! <laughs> that reminds me of the quote from Triple H a couple years back when he said, you know, even a 747 looks uh, small flying in the Grand Canyon. I mean, how could you, in all honesty... Be a person not in the porn industry married to a porn star and be okay with it. <laughs> you know what? I'd have a serious problem with that. I mean, let's say she's got an early shoot. She gets up, she washes her pussy and goes to work. <laughs> then you wake up, and while you're eating pancakes, she's fucking. 
Somebody else. While you walk to the mailbox to get the mail, she's fucking somebody else. When you come inside and turn on the TV and have a cup of tea, she's fucking somebody else. Then she's having lunch while you're taking a nap in your lazy boy. She comes back from lunch and punches in and starts fucking somebody else. <laughs> then she comes home. You tell the bitch that you want dinner. She makes you something in the microwave and goes to bed. And you're jacking off because she spent all day fucking somebody else. <laughs> you're having tea. She's getting tea bagged. <laughs> oh, I love this show. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by the good folks at Wrestling News Live. Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2headlines.com. And now back to the open book on the SNS Radio Network. Before we jump into this segment, I do want to give a quick apology. Um, I do realize that it, the last segment was not up to the standards that I'm used to giving out. Uh, it was due to the fact that I was watching the Olympic opener. I was basically checking a few different things, trying to get stuff ready for all my other segments. I was a little distracted. I do apologize completely for that. I was also trying to watch the Raw 1000 episode at the same time. So once again, I apologize for that, and I will try to give you guys the standards that I bring up to it at all times. So let's jump straight into the video game segment. I've got a few things planned for this segment, definitely, but we've got to be a little short with our time. Mm-hmm. So let me jump straight into Ashley. Go for it, brother. Yeah, we'll start off with Hideo Kojima's Fox Engine. It's apparently getting its first showcase on August the 30th. Now, it's a showcase of the Fox Engine and showing what it can do which might be similar to what they showcased with the Unreal 4 engine, but the whole speculation is this is going to be the first showcase of Metal Gear Solid 5, which mm-hmm. he's denying, but I know, Sean, you're looking forward to that because it's Snake. I called it out in the beginning of the, pre- in the, in the prep show. 
Uh, so I definitely expect this to be basically their announcement of Metal Gear Solid 5, even though there's a fake screen apparently, but I believe that is a real screen that has been been produced by Fox Fox Company. So we'll, I mean, I, I definitely expect a lot from Hideo Kojima. Uh, if this is basically the start of Metal Gear Solid 5, I want it to be just like uh, Metal Gear Solid 3, I believe it was. I want it like that. I don't want it like 4. I don't want the 100 plus hours of cinema cinematic screens. It's kind. I'm guessing it's kind of like the Star Trek original series, except it's the other way around. The even numbers are rubbish. The odd ones are brilliant. <laughs> yeah, probably. So we'll have in to that see. case. Metal Gear Solid Five is going to be the best thing ever. Possibly. Yeah. I don't know. Konami is going to be opening a Pro Evolution soccer studio in London. Now, I think this is going to try and bring more authenticity to the series because London arguably, I mean Chelsea currently are the European champions and Europe is one of the big leagues considering that the the last World Cup final was between two European finalists so I'm it's I guess it'd be the equivalent of let's say you know the Madden games being made in Dallas or something like that Rather than, because uh, I think I think it's EA Sports Canada. I know they do the soccer stuff up there, so I'm not sure. But it's that kind of deal. So, because the 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 whole battle between FIFA and Pro Evo, certainly over here in the UK, is a pretty bitter one. Because previously there was a very big difference between the two games, which way you wanted to go. For the past two years, they've been the same game, in my opinion. But anyway. Now, this is one that I think Sean was interested in. The Connect Interactive TV is coming this September. Now, what it is, is it's going to be, I think it's eight, eight to ten episodes that you'll get over a certain period. Regard, well, relating to TV shows. The two that they're featuring at the minute heavily are the National Geographic and Sesame Street. What it is, I, th- I think it's, you can buy them for about 400 Microsoft points each, or you can get the quote-unquote season pass for all eight episodes for 2,400 Microsoft points. But what they're trying to say is this is basically the next step towards television with your games console. I mean, Sean, what's your thoughts on it? I definitely look at great things going to come from this this whole thing. Uh, Sesame Street is definitely a step in the right direction for the kids. They can definitely get involved and play some games with the uh, with the characters on screen. Hear Elmo laugh, see Big Bird come across the screen. I mean, different things. Uh, the National Geographic. It depends on if it's. I don't know if the article had if it was the kids part of it or if it was actually going to be uh, basically like a magazine, like the TV show stuff is. I mean, if it's like that, then it's going to be really good because you can actually check out the space stuff and check out the animals. I mean, it, it all depends on what style it's going to be in. If it's all about the kids, then I'm all for it because definitely the kids are the future, as they always say. But if it's if the National Geographic part is going to be more about getting people, getting everyone into it, 
then I'm all for that also. Yeah. Now, this was something that kind of caught me off guard. Nintendo officially announced that it made a first quarter loss of about $220 million, roughly. But intersped in that was the fact that they're expecting the Wii U to sell 4 to 5 million copies worldwide by March 2013, which I'm thinking might be a bit optimistic, considering how... When people first saw the Wii, there was quite a lot of interest in it. When they saw the Wii U, not as much. Mainly because the new games that they were pushing with the new engine, like Mass Effect and Batman, have already been out for 18 months. And then the big show, the big game that they do show, which is the launch title, looks like Connect Disneyland Adventures. In all honesty. I mean, do you think the Wii U is going to be no. realistic figures? No. I expect possibly one to two million uh, opening, possibly in the opening six months, and then possibly another one to two million in six months after that to go into the next uh, financial year. I don't mm-hmm. expect a three to four to five million that they're calling for. Now, here's a game that, yeah, Sean, you're looking forward to. I think Dark the Darksiders 2 is one that's on your uh, list. Unfortunately, no, it isn't. Uh, I'm Ooh, it isn't. interested in it, but I'm not a huge fan of the Darksiders. Well, would you be in... Because it's like the first one, this one, and it's a single-player campaign. But word is, apparently, the developers wanted it to be four-player co-op story. Which, by the looks of it, is what's going to come actually with Far Cry 3 instead. Which, okay, it isn't THQ, but it seem, that's really the first game that seems to be bringing four-player co-op that probably is effective, rather than something like Conflict Desert Storm or the, the Conflict series anyway. But word is as well that if Darksiders 2 does well, there will be a Darksiders 3. So the question is, could Darksiders 3 go into the four-player cops path? I mean, you know, four-player cop, does that intrigue you? Uh, the only game that intrigued me with four-player co-op was Dead, uh, Dead Island. And it did a great job in actually having four players. And as you played the game, the game got harder. I mean, four players in one game, the game was massively hard. Uh, one player playing the game, it was a lot of fun. So it all depends on the style of the game. It depends on what kind of game it actually is. So, I mean, it's – I'm going I, I, to – I own Darksiders 1. Yes. I own – well, I buy Darksiders 2 after it drops in price massively because I have not played Darksiders 1 at all. It's sitting in my notebook waiting to be played, but I have not played it. So it, four-player co-op games do intrigue me. It depends on the style of the game itself. Shifty makes a good point, though. Will THQ be around for a Darksiders 3? Because I think Darksiders 1 was about three years ago, was it? It was, yeah, it was about three, maybe two years ago. So the question is, will THQ still be around within the next three years? Because they've only just survived a delisting from the NASDAQ Stock Exchange this week as well. 
which is actually uh, thank your next story. Well, what stock exchanges? No, the Nasdaq THQ. Oh yeah, the Nasdaq THQ story. Basically, it was going to be delisted, but I think it was some some what it is they had. If it fell below a certain price level, then it would have to be delisted. But it seems like they've managed to be consistently above. I think it's about a dollar or fifty cents. So they ju- they've just about survived. But yeah, the thing I was being. One dollar for thirty days. So, yeah, they managed to survive it for the month, and I, I don't know whether it has to. If it drops below that, they'll probably get another thirty-day warning. But in essence, it's kind of like the warning you get when you probably sign up to a stupid free indie game that costs you a dollar on Xbox. Because I've seen some of them. Recommendation, do not play No Luca No. There are only so many games that you can involve with, with cats being uh, f- f- cats being fended off from cereal. Yes, that actually is a game. Don't look for it. One thing you should look for, though, is the Ouya Kickstarter page. Because the Ouya now has a partnership with OnLive. So you're going to be able to get streaming from on live as part of the Ouya's console, which is apparently the size of a Rubik's Cube. So that's basically about the same size as a post-it note block, which is kind of surprising. But also, in case you're wondering, the Kickstarter for Ouya is at $5.5 million dollars. I think Sean was asking me earlier in the in the prep why they were still doing it. Basically, the whole thing is acting as a pre-order place as well for the thing. Rather than have to set up PayPal accounts and everything, you pledge your $95 or $99 that you want a console when it launches next year. Which I think is a sweet move. Obviously, there's much sweeter deals like getting I think the most expensive is going to like the launch event which is early next year plus getting your name engraved in the controller and the console to show that it's definitely yours and if somebody steals it then I don't know you'll know that they stole it now this is one game that I know Sean is... I, I don't know really plays it avidly, but Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD launched uh, a week or so ago. How how far have you gone into that? Uh, actually, uh, I understand you bring that part up. Um, I've got about to the fifth level, which is the LA Boardwalk. Uh, the only problem with the game I see is that it doesn't open up all the levels at the same time. You basically have to open up each level after making four objectives, and the objectives are kind of hard. I mean, finding everything at the same at one moment is very, very difficult. And scores, I mean, it's definitely changed. The gameplay, just playing it alone, has made things a little bit harder. 
it's it's a lot of fun. I love the game, and if you are a Tony Hawk fan at all, if you like the original Tony Hawk games, buy it. I mean, it's worth the purchase. Yep. Uh, one very yeah. With that, one hundred twenty thousand copies actually went in the first week. So for a downloadable game, that's a big success, really. One downloadable game that I think will do well next week, though, is GTA Three, finally coming to PlayStation Network for ten bucks, which I think is fair considering if you wanted to get it on ps2 and you had a ps3 that was compatible with ps2 discs then you probably be be sorted but you know 10, 10 bucks for the game which if you didn't have gta 3 in the format and the style that it was there'd have been no vice city no san andreas no gta 4 or upcoming gta 5 or who knows what else from rockstar because that bankrolled them a heck of a lot. Even though the game had to be delayed for uh, certain emissions due to uh, the 9-11 stuff. Now, final story which I w- was actually going to come to is the new stuff regarding WWE 13 that came out. Which seems to be that the, the, the bit that really I marked out for, the deadly game Survivor Series set from 1998 is by the looks of it whether it's going to be actually in the game or as a downloadable thing I'm not sure but that looks sweet because it just brought back memories of that pay-per-view because that was actually a a concept where Survivor Series actually suited the name I mean, would, you, would you agree Sean? I actually don't remember much of that pay-per-view. Um, which year was that? 98, when uh, it was awesome. Mankind screwed Mankind. The year after Brett screwed Brett. When Rock became corporate. Ah. Yes. That was actually one of my favorite years, because it was the I, Qu- I Quit match, if I remember correctly, wasn't it? Yeah, followed a few months later at the 99 Royal Rumble. I, uh, I may have to go watch that match now. I really want to go see that match now. So, it's 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 been a while since I've seen those that pay per view. I'd have to look it up to actually remember what was actually involved in that pay per view. But uh, I'm guessing that was the end of your stories. Yeah, that's the end of mine. So uh, I, I believe I don't know if you've got a few stories, but certainly uh, a review. I got a quick review. Uh, well, not a, not a review. I want to talk about a game, basically, an indie game that came out. I've got. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the Halo: Fort of Dawn as we do get closer and closer to Halo Four. I do have a couple quick stories, right quick, and it starts off like this: The Secret World is going to be free to play next weekend. Basically, what that means is the MMO that came out, which was it's, which is called Secret World, will be free to play from 5 p.m. Eastern Time. August 3rd until 3 3 a.m. Eastern Time on August 7th, which is actually some good time to get yourself into. Um, I'll be trying it out myself. It looks like a very good game. I really want to try try it out, see if it's worth possibly playing it. So uh, we'll, I'll definitely have to see 
if you're a World of Warcraft fan, like I know Trey is, you're, you'll be interested in this. World of, World of Warcraft Mist of Pandaria expansion come, will be out and has been dated for September 25th. Basically, there's a standard edition, which will cost $34.99 U.S., and a digital deluxe edition, which will cost $49.99. Uh, some pretty cool, some good prices, not, not to say the least. Um, I do take that back. It's $39.99 U.S. standard money. Sorry about that. And $59.99 U.S. for the digital deluxe edition. There will be a collector's edition available for $79.99. And if you are a WoW, WoW fan... You need to get your hands on the collector's edition because collector's editions are definitely collector's editions coming from Blizzard. They have always had some great stuff in them, and they are always very hard to get, get to get. Period. I've missed out on a couple myself. I'm not very happy about that. So if you, if you're a big fan of World of Warcraft, September 25th is the date you want to mark on your calendar. Company of Heroes 2 is a game that I'm looking forward to. Uh, it's basically going to cover the Soviets. Uh, a gr Soviet time in World War II. And one of the big things they're actually putting in the game this year is they're using a new new tech system called Cold Tech, which will basically have your infantry units exposed to extreme cold where they can gradually freeze themselves to death. Uh, the only way to basically delay this is to keep them warm by building fires or putting them inside putting themselves inside of buildings to keep themselves cool. Uh, the depth of the snow will actually impact the troop movement and reveal vehicle tracks. So it's actually going to be a very, sounds like it's getting a lot better day by day as they release more information on this. And my last story I want to talk about is Gabe Newell, uh, who is the quote unquote owner, creator, head person at Valve. Uh, he basically came out and said that Windows 8 is going to be a catastrophe for everyone in the PC space. This sounds this sounds familiar. Hmm. Where have I heard this from before, Ashley? Oh, there was a man today as well. I'm trying to think of his name again off the top of my head. It's, oh, yeah. It's the Blizzard exec. I can't remember. No. One of the execs at Blizzard has basically said and agreed with Gabe Newell. With regards to Windows 8, probably could be a bit of a a bit of a trash heap, which we, we already so. got. We already got that nod of approval from uh, Bronx last week. Which is who I was more so talking about is Fozzie Bronx, Waka Waka. I was more <laughs> so thinking of him when he said it, and. Uh, unfortunately, he just left chat, which sucks because I really wanted to see him trash it a little bit in chat. But unfortunately, he left. Sorry, Bronx. Oh, uh, Bronx. Ran on Facebook on the archive. Um, as Ashley posted in the uh, Skype window also, I didn't bring this up, but Borderlands, Borderlands is free this weekend on Steam. So if you want to check it out, now's your chance. You can play the first one uh, before the second one comes out later on next month, or not in August yet. In September, um, also you get 10% off on Borderlands 2 if you purchase it through Steam. So definitely a worthwhile worth check out. Uh, and, you know, that's all I've got for that stories. So 
I want to jump into a game I'm playing. Since I'm talking about Steam, why not bring it up on Steam? Uh, there's a game I've been playing. It's an, it's an indie space game, uh, basically called uh, 4X. It's what some of their is what they're calling the space exploration games because it has a meaning. I haven't remembered why, but the game is called Endless Space. It came out earlier this month and basically ended up being one of my favorite games. I spent a total of 16 hours in one one game itself, uh, which includes myself and two other uh, races. Uh, basically, the whole plan is to either dominate, basically destroy them, take over as much planets as you can, solar systems, or deployment win, which is basically becoming basically the, the owner of the universe. Uh, it's a very interesting game that has a lot added onto it, and it seems a lot of games are actually taking from it and including into theirs. Uh, a lot of research, a lot of different research things are in there. you got exploration, trade, science, military power, expansion. I mean, it basically is a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, the amount of time I spent on this game alone is very crazy. Uh, the game, like I said, came out about two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, I think, and I've been playing it ever since. It's a lot of fun. It's worth the purchase if you have Steam and you can run the game. Uh, it's Like I said, it's a lot of fun. It's called Endless Space. Check it out. There's a game also coming out uh, that's kind of like it. It's called Legends of Pegasus. It'll be coming out on August 12th, I believe. So, if you're, if you want to get into the space games, now is your chance. It's definitely going to be getting very packed, as there's very a lot spaced. of games. What? Very spacey. You're fired. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's definitely going to be getting a little bit packed with some of the games that are coming out, just like Endless Space, Legends of Pegasus. Uh, there's a few others that I'm forgetting off the top of my head. Uh, but like I said, if you get the chance, check it out. It's a lot of fun. It's very interesting games. Uh, with that, I want to jump into a request that was sent to me earlier on today, a review. And it's a review that I have kind of been pushing off. It's a review I've been pushing off for a while. It's basically... What was that game? Oh yeah, Lollipop Chainsaw. I've been pushing it off, pushing it off, pushing it off. And I just I got a request from L Train tonight. He says, Can I do the re- can I do the review this week or next week? I say, you know what? Might as well do it tonight. Uh L uh, L Train, here it goes for you, brother. A lot of pop chainsaw is basically a lot of fun for the first hour and a half, two hours to play it, and then it gets a little repetitive. The jokes are all pretty much the same. Upskirt upskirt jokes boob jokes, masturbation jokes. That's pretty much all the comedy that is involved in the game. I mean, it's a lot of fun. The game is fun, but it's all the same. It just continuously is the same nonstop. It's a good hack and slash game, but that's pretty much all there is to it. A lot of language in the game. It's interesting. It's a rent, but not a buy. Uh, It's not going to be a buy unless something comes out to basically make it a buy. Or buy it when it gets greatly reduced in two months. 
Well, it's already on sale here. So, uh, how much though? I think twenty bucks. Wow. So, uh, it, it's a rent. Like I said, get it through GameFly, get it through Redbox, get it through Blockbuster, get it through wherever, wherever you can, or buy pre-owned. Either the one, either the two works well. So, uh, L Train, sorry if I kind of destroyed it for you, man, but it's like I said, it's worth the rents. A lot of little mini games in the game itself. It's fun for the first hour and a half, two hours. Then everything becomes repetitive. So, hopefully, uh, Sean didn't spoil it for you. I didn't finish the game. In all honesty, okay. I didn't finish the game. I can't spoil anything. I didn't finish the game. Didn't care to finish. Uh, they're actually uh, somebody asked me in chat about uh, XCOM. XCOM. Can't wait for it. I'm looking very forward to it. Had to change every one of my pre-orders to that because I pre-ordered the wrong game. So looking very forward to XCOM when it comes out later on this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. Now I'm going to talk about something before we cut the break. Uh, it's pretty much the only reason why I pre-ordered the Halo 4 Limited Edition copy. It's pretty much called Halo 4 Unto Dawn. I mentioned this in the pre-show prep that I showed this to a co-worker of mine because her son loves Halo. I got goosebumps for about the third or fourth time that I've seen this thing. And it looks flipping awesome. And that's just the trailer. That, as he just said, that is the trailer. I, uh, I don't know what it is, but this, this whole thing is just one of those moments where I want them to make it. I want them to make it now, and I want to watch it now. And I will probably watch it five times after that. Uh, this is what I want Peter Jackson's Halo to be. When he decides to start on it, this is what I want it to be. I want it to be just like this, but a different story. I want it, but I want it to be just like this. So, uh, Ford and Sedan is going to be a, I believe, if I remember correctly, is going to be an online... A uh, little machinima, web, machinima, webisode type thing, and it's going to be the entire. Uh, is it ninety minutes or forty-five minutes? Um, it's, it's five live-action shorts. So I'm not entirely sure off the top of my head, but it's certainly starting. I think in October to build to the November release. And I guess subconsciously, I just was going to a website and I typed in Halo 5. So, <laughs> subconsciously. You're going too far with your sequels there, sequel. Yeah, no kidding on that one. Uh, bonus sci-fi fiction. That's interesting. Usually, the one we have at work actually has how long Fortress of Dawn actually is. So, I'll probably have to look that up and figure out. Oh, there it is. The special edition of Halo 4, Ford and Sedan, a 90-minute extended version of the live-action digital series, which will take fans back to the terrifying beginning of the Human Covenant War when the Master Chief inspired a young cadet who would eventually become a leader aboard the US, UNSC's greatest vessel ever, the UNSC Infinity. So there you go. There's the there's the whole basic back part of the uh, entire, what Ford and Sedan is actually going to be. So, I'm looking very forward to it. Cannot wait. It's going to be absolutely amazing. So, anything you want to say before we cut the break? 
that live action series I am looking very forward to and see how well received it is. And I don't think there's any awards for games getting best promotional campaign of the year, but depending how good it is, Halo could be up there for it. Oh, I'm sure there will be. A, we'll have our own awards by the end of the year. I'm sure we'll be making our own awards up. They'll so, be called sequels. I have a feeling you're going to get a Matt Hardy's penis here in a few minutes. Um, but with that, let's go ahead and cut the commercial break. We'll catch you guys here in a few minutes with uh, a little bit of movie news, but we'll take your phone calls at the same time. So catch you guys here in a few. is scheduled to take you back in time. Host, ring announcer, Sean Beckerman brings you pro wrestling nostalgia, featuring classic moments and old school themes. So buckle up and go beyond the bell. Each and every week on the SNS Radio Network, it's go time. Every Thursday, the SNS Radio Network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes. When I want, I, okay, I, want, I caught SmackDown again. I caught, she, I skipped Sheffield's gimmick, and I couldn't help but to think that his new gimmick sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef sandwich. Join Brian Maverick Bertrand and Chris Kelly from HeadlocksHeadlines.com as they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and the NorCal Independent Scene. Running the Ropes also features interviews with stars from the past. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog Jesse James. Present. What's going on, this is Kazarian. And this is the Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels. And future. Hey guys, it's Dream of Keith. And so much more. So join the guys every week on Running the Ropes right here on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, wrestling fans. Do you want a break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. 
IGN, something pretty cool they've just released out. It's called Batman's Greatest Movie Moments. I was taking a look at this pretty quickly. It does have spoilers, um, which I pretty much need to stop because I still have not seen The Dark Knight Rises, which, once again, I will place that warning out since they are... Uh, I have not seen it, and I will not be seeing it till Monday. Uh, if you call into the show tonight, which I will open up here in a few moments... Uh, as soon as we finish our stories, if you call in and have seen the movie, you will not be allowed to give spoilers out. Last week was the only somewhat spoiler-ish moment we will have on the show, but once again, we will not be allowing spoilers on this show. If you give spoilers, you will be cut off and will be kicked off the show uh, tonight. So, with that, Ashley, I'm going to go ahead and throw it over to you so we can go ahead and get this started. We'll start off with the story that really disturbed me this week. The new Robert Rodriguez film, the sequel to Machete, Machete Kills, is coming out. And they've just cast, uh, I can't remember the character name, but Lady Gaga is going to appear in the movie. And I'm just thinking this is going to be on the same level as Madonna in Body of Evidence and any other pop star in any other movie where it's pretty much tanked. Not that I want the movie to do badly, because I like Rodriguez's stuff, but I don't think Gaga is a wise enough move. You know, why couldn't they get Lohan back and just make her go topless again? That would have made it infinitely better. Just saying. Now, this is one that also kind of disturbed me we're doing another reboot except this is the reboot of the reboot Universal clearly weren't happy enough with the Wolfman with Benicio Del Toro so now we've got the first trailer that's up for the werewolf which kind of looks pretty similar to the Wolfman so why are we rebooting it when you're trying to make the same movie by the looks of the trailer? I don't know, but we'll have to see more of it and see what goes down, but I'm not entirely interested. One I am interested, though, in is Robocop, and Jay Baruchel and Jackie O'Haley have been signed up to appear in it, 
which I'm looking forward to because Jackie was brilliant in Watchmen. And Jay hasn't been in a lot, but he's had some pretty cool moments and apparently he's going to be one of the marketing people at the company where... And the viral campaign that's going out for RoboCop, I'm actually liking as well with the state-of-the-art showcase of all the weapons. And it just makes me think back to all the stop-motion stuff that was used in the original RoboCop, which was... You know, it looks tacky now, but it's kind of like the Ray Harryhausen stuff, and it's 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 pretty cool to see that kind of animation rather than being CGI'd and everything. So, whoa... I can't wait for that when it comes out next year. Two big stories, though, this week. The first one is about the new film Gangster Squad, which is set to be coming out, or was set to be coming out late this year. But now the film starring Emma Stone, Sean Penn and Ryan Gosling is now going to probably have to be delayed till 2013. This is because the original ending of Gangster Squad saw a gangland shootout in a theatre. And basically, they've realised that might be too similar to what happened in Aurora last week. So they're rewriting everything and they're refilming quite a lot of the movie, apparently. Or certainly a substantial part, which means they have to delay it until early next year. Which... Makes sense, and in a related story to that, uh, Hans Zimmer's put up a specially composed song called Aurora, dedicated to uh, the victims of the shooting last week. 100% of the proceeds will go to the, I think it's the local charity there that's helping the victims. So, all you have to do is search Hans Zimmer Aurora. Or it's certainly out there on the Facebook if you look for it on the Batman pages and give what you can because it's certainly a worthy cause and it's actually a pretty nice piece of music that Hans Zimmer's put together. So I recommend you all to check that out. I think you can give as little as 10 cents if you want and it goes up to about two and a half thousand dollars. But, as I say, 100% of the proceeds do go to the charity, so there's no profit making there. So go and check it out. Mm. Give what you feel that you can give. But the final story relates to the song we just heard in the intro to this segment, which is Lord of the Rings and, most notably, Hobbit. Hobbit has always been, so far, two films. Hobbit, uh, what's the first one? Unexpected Journey, is it? An Unexpected Journey, yeah. Yeah, and then there and back again. Except Jackson, apparently, wants to do a trilogy. Because apparently there's enough stuff in the appendices of The Hobbit and stuff that wasn't done from Lord of the Rings, which... He thinks that he can make, reshoot and everything, and turn into a third film. And then it'll... In essence, then it'll be exactly like the Star Wars set of films. 
in which you'll be seeing them in the wrong order. Kind of. But, you know, Sean, would you like to see a trilogy rather than a... Uh, do you... I don't know what we call it. A duo, a duo of movies? I have no clue what you just tried to say. Um, but <laughs> if it's coming from Peter Jackson, I don't care what it is. I will watch it no matter what. Uh, the Hobbits, anything by Tolkien, uh, would be amazing just to see. I mean, we could have him try to do Similarian, some Similarians. I, I think it's Similarian. Uh, we could have him do the the book that Tolkien's son put out that he had started on, which. It's escaping my head right now. I, it's, it was a pretty good book. It was, it was a very short, short style story, but it was really good. We could have him do that. I mean, there's a lot that he could, he could do. It's just very interesting to see what they're going to do with this because they could do a lot. So, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll see it either way. Yeah. If it's anything like the appendices for the Lord of the Rings movies themselves that Peter Jackson did, dear Lord. I mean, on those extended editions that came out, the four-disc DVD ones, the first two discs were the movie, the other two discs were the appendices. And the appendices was about eight hours long for each of the three films. So if that's what the books are like, you could probably make about seven movies out of The Hobbit. Probably. Uh, I believe that's all the stories you have. I got a couple quick ones I definitely want to talk about. Uh, one definitely that's uh, kind of caught me off guard. I just read this. That is apparently Thanos, son of Titan, has been canceled. Uh, this was to be a origin of basically how Thanos became to be Thanos. It was a comic that was supposed to be coming out very soon, but a... Mailer had been sent to comic shops basically saying that this has been cancelled. Please take any advertisement you have for this off of your off of your shelves. So if you were looking forward to this, if you knew about this, unfortunately it's been cancelled. It was a five issue miniseries. It was basically the set to set to explore the character's origin. So uh, which sucks because if you're an Avenger fan and you want to find out more about Thanos because you saw him at the end of the Avengers and the credits, you will definitely be very sad. Sorry for the spoiler just there. I just realized I did that. Sorry. Okay, now it's fair game that I spoil something else. Um, let's think. Not from Dark Knight Rises. Uh, no. Well, no, not from Dark Knight Rises, but from Batman Begins, Bruce Wayne is John Connor. I'm sorry for the silence. I uh, I basically almost just had to stop myself because I don't know why he said that. Anyway, as I push Ashley to the side to tell him to shut the hell up. Um, Daniel Craig, Richard Kyle, Michael Lonsdale, and others are returning to, re- to reprise roles in 007 Legends. Richard Kyle rep- re- reprising his role as Jaws from Moonraker... Michael Lonsdale will play Hugo Drax. 
and Daniel Craig will once again provide his voice and likeness for James Bond. In addition, Naomi Harris and Rory Kinner will be voice their characters from the upcoming upcoming film Skyfall. And I'm trying to see if there was anybody else that's been updated, but that seems to be that's all that's been updated. So I know they're including Honor Majesty's Secret Service in it as well, so I'm well, guessing that means that we'll probably see Telly Savalas as Blofeld and Diana Riggs' likeness as uh, Tracy. Not sure. I do know that, like you just said, like and like I just mentioned, Moonraker and On Her Majesty's Secret Service will be the two are two of the classic Bond films that will be in this game. So, not sure what will be going on with that. So we'll have to see. Uh, I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, something else I want to talk about. It's definitely a very interesting. Uh, right now in Skype and the Skype conversation, they're arguing if I said the name right. So it's interesting. Um, if I said it wrong, then I apologize. Kiel, Kyle, I'm saying it how it looks. So just give it up. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, the new trailer for Silent Hill Revelations has been released. And I'm, uh, I'm very curious about it. I'm, I was I was a big fan of the Silent Hill movie that came out a couple years ago, and Silent Hill Revelation, which is set to come out October 26th, looks very good. Sean Bean is back in it, and he looks to be like he is going basically out of this. I mean, <laughs> since he's no longer in you know that show that I really like. Um, He's doing this, so he did a great job. Uh, they have Pyramid Head. They've got... I definitely saw the nurse. I saw what looked to be a mannequin creature. Uh, there was a few different things that I've never seen, but the trailer looks absolutely really good. If you get a chance, check it out. Uh, it's definitely a very interesting trailer it should it's definitely setting up for the movie and i'm looking really good um october 26th is when it's supposed to be hitting theaters so check it out guys I, i'm looking very forward to it uh ashley have you had the chance to see it yet yeah that it looks intriguing it's it's it seems to be it's it's good to see it back because I'm sick of paranormal activity every fucking Halloween, to be quite honest, in well, some different variety or form. I don't know if you, you remember, but they had to push this back because they were looking at pulling this out last year about, about this time, and then all of a sudden it dropped from the face of the earth, and now it's come back out again. I mean, this is one of those things where basically – it pops up out of nowhere, and I wasn't even expecting it myself. Well, it's very similar to the game itself. The new game, I can't remember what it's called. Book of Memories, is it? Book of Memories is, uh, yeah, is the next, is a new PS, PS Vita game. Oh, the, 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 it's, the PS, it's the one that's coming out for PS3. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'll, I'll, I'll have a quick look for it. But that was supposed to be out, I think, about March... And then they delayed it to October 
I guess, to try and realize or to try and promote both at the same time. Even though I don't think the game is nothing to do with the movie. I think Book of Memories is what you're actually thinking about because that is supposed to be coming out pretty soon here. It got pushed back a lot. Um, But that's all I've got for the story-wise story stories movie wise um so i'm gonna go ahead and open up the phone lines if you want to call in um well he knows it better than i do actually how do you call in you can call in by phoning 5015887957957 that's 5015887957 you can also get in touch by skyping in for a sunday night showdown or you can use the google widget to call for free, which is one one cent less than one cent. That was horrible. That was horrible. Brad, yeah. have we have we got that sounder yet? Where did that there noise come go. from? I don't want to know. Thank you, Brad. I I thank you, Mister Producer Man, for that. We have we have a sounder for this show, and. Every time you give a, a horrible joke, you're getting that sound. So there you go. So for that, <laughs> he's been threatening that the entire night, and finally we get to wow. you. The guys that are developing the Vita version of Silent Hill are the same people that did the highly abysmal WWF portrayal for the Game Boy Color. Oh, I feel in safe hands. Not. And the game looks good. I mean, it's, it looks very interesting. I'm I'm interested in it, so I will definitely be trying it out. Um, while we wait for phone calls, there's something that uh, I found on IGN. I've been I haven't been on IGN for a while, so I get the chance to take a look at some stuff. They have a new article up along with the Batman article that I was mentioning ago, Batman's greatest movie moments. They have another one called Sci-Fi Sequels That They Want. And there's some very interesting titles in here that I've seen one, two, three. There's a couple in here that I'd love to see. And I mean, I'm just going to start off in the beginning. Uh, One they want to see is Blade Runner. They want to see a sequel to Blade Runner, which will be very interesting. One that I would love to see, The Incredibles, a sequel to The Incredibles. The reason why... Incredibles is possible... Certainly, but go ahead. Well, the reason why, I mean, straight up, is because the movie ends with the Underminer. That's how they end the show. I mean, uh, the movie. Did That's you play the video of... game? No. That's basic. The video game is the second movie. That's why they screwed themselves. Well, it does say in the article, hell, it'll be better than the sequel computer game anyway. So. Wow, well, that's a matter of opinion. I don't know. Uh, and next one is actually Flash Gordon, which seems very interesting. But let us jump to the phone line. We have somebody from the 209 area code. What's up oh, tonight? Oh, it's Anthony. Oh, Ashley's bright. Yeah. I win. You know what? Just for that, uh, producer, can we get a sounder on that? <laughs> Just when you don't think you get it, you do get it. So, what? Since Ashley's done talking for the moment, what's up tonight, Anthony? Okay. Um. 
First off, what do you guys think about your guys' thoughts about the current NXT show? Because I think you guys haven't really mentioned it at all. I haven't seen it, in all honesty. Uh, I don't have time. <laughs> it's a hilarious moment because I'm writing a movie. Um, not a movie. I'm writing a play script right now. I've got th this show. I've got my two jobs. I've got the show itself. I've got headlocks to headlines.com. I'm, I'm recapping stuff for. I just don't have time. So, Ashley, what's your excuse? <laughs> I, I, I've been watching it. Writing bad I, jokes? I, I, no, I've been watching it and I've been overly impressed with it. It's arguably the most refreshing thing WWE's done in about five years, in my opinion. And I've seen what's happened apparently with the tapings for the future shows and with the regards to the NXT title. And. I think they've made the right decision in that. Yeah, I gotta say the NXT is a good way to help get the guys ready for the main roster. I mean, you got like um, Seth Rollins. I think you just give him another year or so, he's gonna be up there in Raw SmackDown. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, the Ascension is ten times better than the primetime players. Holy shit! I mean, the promo. I mean, their entrance just the on this week's show is like holy hell. That that first week when they had the Batman esque style rooftop promo, I was like, "Okay, this this is fucking awesome. This is what tag team wrestling used to be, and it's now back. And one of the guys is British, so even better." I won't take it that way from him. Well, and also when you've got people like Tensai and Ryback coming in that nobody wants to get involved with. And then you see people like Bo Rotundo and uh, Bray Wyatt, although he's injured now, and Richie and Cassius Ono and Seth Rollins. It's and arguably Tyson Kidd, because that main event with Kidd versus McGillicuddy was, I think, one of the best non-pay-per-view matches this year that I've oh, seen. Oh hell yeah, that was a great match. But there's one guy I think they should have already up there, and that's Dean Ambrose. Oh. Uh, John Moxley. The Mick Foley sick connection, yes. Um, but going away from that, um, is there any like shows that are, fr that are coming up that may have been mentioned at Comic-Con that you guys are probably interested in? I, um... Uh... I didn't fully catch up on all the Comic Con stuff. I, like I said a second ago, I don't, I don't have the time to catch up. I mean, this is usually talking to Ashley during our pre-show. Whenever we decide to plan that for the week, I catch up on a lot of stuff as I have to find my stories for the show. Um, the only thing that I'm looking forward to, uh, of course, is the Walking Dead, Game of Thrones. Uh, I wanted to get back into True Blood. I mean, it's been a while since I've watched this. I have watched season one, loved it. Season two, I started on. I was like, what in the world am I watching now? Um, I want to get back into Dexter. Uh, especially. Oh, I'm, definitely watching De I'm definitely getting Dexter when it comes out on DVD next month. And I'm going to try to watch the next season somehow. There was a story I omitted this week, and I don't. I, I, I guess I just forgot it. Um, a, one of the actresses that was actually on the show Dexter is currently missing. And she is, uh, she basically has manic depression, manic depressive disorder, and she 
wasn't taking her meds. So she's been missing, I think, what did I say, about three days on the pre-show prep? Yeah, so she's been missing for just under a week now, yeah. So I, I'm really hoping that they find her. I mean, it's it's one of those things when people go missing just randomly, but she has a disorder, and we, myself, I really want her to be found I just don't want anything to happen to her. I hope they find her and they get her the help, get her to get on her meds. And another show that Sifty mentioned on the chat, and I completely agree, you got to try to watch Breaking Bad, especially since it's on this last season. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I might. Uh, it's one of those things I'm interested in. Uh, I know Trey talked about it before. Uh, one show that I need to catch up on is Burn Notice. Another show I need to catch up on is Big Bang oh, Theory. The latest episode of Burn Notice. Holy crap! I was like, you seriously went there? But I'm not I, spoil it. No, don't, no spoilers. No spoilers on that. Or no spoilers <laughs> it was all on the mm, I'm sure. Um, it, it's definitely I've missed I've missed out on a lot of shows, and with a current website being down, I am kind of screwed because I can't get the shows that I usually need. So I'm hoping that within the next couple of days it comes back up, I can get back on it, get some of my shows off of it, and I'll be good to go. I mean, I can get my shows, I can get Big Bang Theory, I can catch up, catch up on True Blood, catch up on Dexter, catch up on Big Bang, uh, catch up on Burn Notice, sorry about that. And uh, I, just, I just need to catch up, period. Yeah, and so. new shows. I'm not really known about any of the other ones coming out. I think the only one I'm in, in, interested in seeing is the one of CW for Green Arrow called Arrow. Looks like it has potential. I give it. How long was um the uh, the Batgirl? Oh, no, okay. how how the Batgirl oh, show? Prey. Yeah, how long was that on the air for? Uh, season, but and that's the problem now. Some people just so. Oh, I'm just gonna wait another like wait till the second season because um, most likely shows get canceled off the first season. Well, you do that, then you're not giving it support. And that's what it depends the on too early. It depends on what day it comes on. Uh, I mean, that's the only way I can give it any support. I think support. it comes out on Wednesday, so it comes on right before on Supernatural, eight o'clock. Yeah, see, I'm making screwed everything because if uh, usually with my new schedule. I may be at work at on Wednesday till nine thirty. I may not. I wouldn't get a chance. I don't have a DVR. So. One of the ones. One of the ones I'm kind of intrigued about is the the new Hannibal TV series. Because Mad Mickelson is who was Lashif in Casino Royale is Hannibal, and they just revealed this week that Lawrence Fishburne's going to be in it as well. It's one of the guys and I think whether it's for the entire series or just for the pilot but David Slade is directing who did 30 Days of Night and Hard Candy and the third Twilight film so that seems to be getting a lot of interest for me one thing that I am deeply not interested in is Elementary the US version of Sherlock Mainly because Watson Why is a woman. Why with that? Watson is a woman? Sherlock, sure I mean, good as it is. Yeah. That's like, that's, that's like doing a prequel to Alien. Oh, wait. 
that wasn't that bad. Uh, yeah. It wasn't the, that great, the, the, but it wasn't the, that bad. The, the thing I didn't like is they kept saying it's not a prequel to Alien, it's not a prequel to Alien. It kind of is. It is and it isn't, but it pretty much is. I mean, yeah. I want to call them space jockeys, but I have to call them an engineer now. There is a show that I am looking forward to. I mean, uh, NBC, I believe, is getting it, and they've kind of put it put it on the Olympics a little bit, pushed it a little bit harder during the Olympics. Uh, Revelation, I believe, is what it's called. Uh, it's Revelation. I, I, don't, I don't remember what, what it really is called. I, had, I saw it once, and I was like very interested. I saw another trailer somewhere else. was very interested in it. Uh, basically, the power goes out, and they're basically living like they have no power. I mean, they're... Oh, I remember seeing a com- uh, trailer for that. Looked interesting. It, it looks really good, and I'm really curious about it because the style that they were pushing out for that, it looks really good. And it reminds me a lot of Jeric- Jericho in the sense that... Jericho was basically under attack, or it was basically was pushed into an attack, sort of, and they lost their power and stuff like that. And this is kind of what that show is reminding me of. It reminds me of a lot of things. I need to go finish Jericho. Ah, Revolution. Revolution. That's the name of it. Thank you, Ashley. Oh, wow. Considering that John Favreau's directed the pilot, and it's being produced by J.J. Abrams. Sorry, EFP. Don't no no one cares. The only problem is is it's on NBC, and they're known for really trying to be close to canceling shows real early. I think the only ones they didn't do that with are what Heroes that should have been canceled ahead sooner than did, and Chuck. I don't. I I really don't agree with that. Heroes was great up until the writer strike, and that's when things kind of went downhill because of the fact of the writer strike. So yeah, they I agree that Writer's Strike did affect some shows. It, it, it shouldn't sure, have... Probably more so. Yeah, it, it, shouldn't have, it shouldn't have canceled it. I mean, uh, they, they did a great job. I mean, I did definitely... Okay. Uh, I definitely don't agree with them ca- should it, basically rec- needing to cancel that because of that. Um, I mean, I didn't get back into it after the Writer's Strike because I was really caught off guard by some of the stuff. It's on Netflix. I'll go check it out. That's the only reason why I have Netflix. So I'll have to I'll have to get back, back into that. Chuck, I, I got season three of Chuck, and I haven't watched it yet. you got to watch it. Season three is probably the best one of the whole series. Oh, and also, as well, regards to Sherlock, which I mentioned a few minutes ago, Season 3 is going to be recording early next year, so I'm guessing it's going to be about this time, 2013, when the three new episodes are going to be put up, and I can never get enough of that, and no, I'm not even going to spoil that for Sean, because he hasn't seen Season 2 yet. You're right, I haven't seen Season 2, but I heard something that Doctor Who was going to be split up again this year? Yes, Uh, but they're going to be doing five episodes followed by uh, Christmas, Christmas special, special, and then a seven. I'm guessing they're going to try and go and do possibly a full series of 2013, because I think it's 22nd of November, is it? Will be the 
60th anniversary. Oh, I no, 50th, 50th sorry, 50th. Yeah, and I heard the 50th, they want to have some of the guys who played the previous Doctors in there, not as the Doctor, but as like, like some characters. Which, yeah, I would agree, that would be good. After a conversation today I had with somebody, we could actually see Christopher McCleston come back. Or Christopher, Ooh, Christopher, Christopher who? Yeah, Christopher McCleston, I believe is his name. Eccleston. Brassai, Sounder. Please. <laughs> okay, just because I don't know how to say somebody's name doesn't really mean anything. I was going to do it for Richard Keel. Well, I don't hear these people... Well, okay, okay. Let me preface this right quick. I don't hear these people's names, so I go by what I think they sound like. Okay. You cannot tell me that if you didn't, if you never heard that name before, you wouldn't say the same thing. What? Whatever yeah, that's what I, feel... that's what I thought. Yeah, whatever makes you feel better, Sean. <laughs> right. Um, and be, be, before you continue, Anthony Brassai, go screw go yourself. Ahead, go I screw just yourself. heard. I just heard. I just heard a cork go in a wine bowl. I don't know where you heard that. I think... <laughs> Some popping. I don't know. I don't know, but uh, go ahead, Anthony. Um, but I agree, sure. Um, Doctor Who, I mean, people have been wanting to somehow have like more of the previous Doctors happen. They kind of like I at least have the four previous ones, or at least eight, nine, and ten. Because I think ten had said, yeah, I'll do it. I have the suit ready. I, yeah, hello. I, I'm not... Uh, uh, I'm all for having more doctors. Sorry about that. I was somebody sent me something. I got caught off guard. I'm all for having more doctors, and I, I really want to see the other guys. I uh, I was at work tonight, and we were doing some testing testing stuff with the iPod docs and all that, and I ended up showing my coworker, who's a huge Doctor Who fan, the. Uh, a video that was posted by somebody. It was, I guess, BBC had used it before. It was called uh, Doctor Who Regeneration, and it was every single regeneration that Doctor Who that the Doctor has gone through up until Matt Smith, which is who the current oh. Doctor is. So it was very interesting. I have never seen any any of the other Doctors. Uh, I've never seen Tom Baker. I've never seen, like I said, I've never seen any other Doctors. I've seen from Christopher, up until Matt Smith. So, on yeah, that the, note, R.I.P. Roman. But I, yep. um, you look at the previous doctors, how they look now. Most of them, they cannot really look like themselves anymore. I mean, Tom Baker looks older, but he could probably just portray as someone else. The guy who played the Sixth Doctor can't. I mean, he looks totally different. But like yep. eight, nine. Since they're the most recent, they happened like in the '90s. They can play the roles probably a little bit. Well, didn't um, I, I'm pretty sure the original doctors are have passed away. I mean, uh, one, two, and three. Yeah, they, I'm, like I said, I'm sure they have passed away. Uh, we won't have them. I'm sure they'll put something in the beginning of the credits to actually allow them the chance to 
people to remember them by. So I mean, we'll have to like we'll have the to fifth see. doctor. The fifth doctor, the first guy, the one who played the first doctor, passed away. He just played a clip from one of his old stories and had somebody else portray him for the movie. I mean, the special, which was pretty decent. Yeah, so I mean, we'll, we'll have to see what they actually do. Uh, I'm very interested in it, so we'll have to see. So that's pretty much it, except for Sean. What was the ninth doctor's name again? <laughs> His name was Christopher, and he was my favorite. That's all I'm going to say. what? <laughs> yeah, you want to know something, Anthony? Brass eye. Cut hey. it. So, yeah. yeah. I'm just looking at the new summary for Series 7. First episode is apparently going to be entitled Asylum of the Daleks, which is pretty sweet. And then one which Stephen Moffat said, watch out for the title of Episode 2. It's one of the favorite titles ever. Apparently, it's called Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. What? Yes. The second episode is called Dinosaurs on a Space. Who needs snakes on a motherfucking plane? I just want... I so wish JJ was here. I'd love to hear him just bring out the uh, Samuel Jackson voice. And I'm tired of these motherfucking dinosaurs on this motherfucking spaceship. But that's me doing it. Um, we have time for one more call if anybody does want to call in. Uh, if not, we're going to be packing it up here soon because it is a tad later than I expected to be going. So, I mean, I do want to get some endless space time in tonight. So, like we, we said, call in. 501-588-7957 is the number you're going to call. Or Skype it. If you have Skype, Sunday Night Showdown is the one you want to add. Or you can use the Google widget, which is actually right below the chat room. If you're in the chat, it says call me on it. Just click it. It's free. So we'll give you about uh, oh five minutes if you want to call in. If not, it's all good to go. I do want to bring up – I don't know what I want to bring up. Oh, yeah. I want to bring up the, uh, the Batman article that I was reading. It, it's very good. It definitely has some good stuff in it, and uh, I mean, let me mention some of these. There are some spoilers in here, so uh, some of these movies have been out for a very long time. So I will only speak about them. Like, Batman Forever, the Batcave is riddled. Yes. that's It's pretty cool. That's actually a very interesting uh, one with Jim Carrey. But I digress. Let's go to the... Let's go to the... Uh, the, the Skype window. Let's go to the phone line. There we go. Let's go to the phone line. We have a 909 number, which I believe I know who this is, since Brass Eye pretty much just typed it in, but we'll go ahead with it. Who's on the line, and what do you want? Hey, yo, guys. It's l Trade. I just went deaf. I know that much. What's up, man? <laughs> hey, not much. Um, I'm actually just catching the show right now, man. I've been busy like the past uh, three hours setting some stuff up for uh, the uh, October season, the Halloween season. So I'm just tuning into the show right now. What's been going on tonight? So I'm guessing you missed the fact that I did your request and I did your review for you. I'm guessing you missed that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm amazed. Apparently, uh, I got to be sure to catch the archive when it hits because it sounds like I'm uh, going to be able to hear a lollipop chainsaw review. Yes, I actually did the Lollipop oh, yeah. Chainsaw because I felt that it might be a little... I might go ahead and do it so I can go ahead and get it out. Um, I, I, I didn't spare, pull any punches with it, really. I didn't finish the game, I will say that. But, I mean, check it out. 
I, I, let me know if you agree with it. I mean, it's one of those things where, like I said, I've spoken to about I spoke to about twenty different people, and that was GameStop wide. Uh, so I mean, I spoke to a lot of people that walked in the store, that returned it, that bought it, that had played it before, just to talk to them and see if they had played it. And I mean, I got all these responses, so it's definitely one of those things. I, I want to hear from people who have actually played it, who are definitely going to be, who are interested in it, say the least. I want to hear what they have to say. Well, that's cool. I mean, um, I'm I'm definitely interested. This will, this will be my uh, second game I've ever played by uh, old uh, Suda. My first was actually uh, the first uh, No More Heroes, and I'm a fan of you know wacky games like that and Mad World, and um, I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of uh, his style. Um, and I was, I was, I wasn't sure yet about uh, Life on Chainsaw. I definitely had my interest in it, but I wanted to hear, you know, some, uh, you know, so, you know, firsthand uh, discussion about it from someone who's, uh, you know, pretty well versed as far as their opinions on games. So I was open to be able to hear what you thought about it, Sean. And uh, looks like I might be uh, checking it out, seeing how it, see uh, how it plays. Yeah, take a listen to what I said first before you uh, decide on that. Uh, uh, it's it, it's nothing bad. I I gave it a rent it. I, I didn't give it a buy it. I gave it a rent it. Um, it's definitely one you want to check out. You want to go get it from Gamefly. You want to get it from that uh, Redbox. You want to get it from whatever your local rental store place is. Or you want to see if you can find it pre-owned. Uh, you don't want to buy it. Uh, you might like it. Uh, but if, and if you like it, I mean, if you rent it and you like it, then buy it. But if you rent it, you might be saving yourself a few bucks. All right, well, that sounds pretty cool. Um, you know, before I get off, actually, there is one other game recommendation I would like your opinion on uh, for both you guys, if you don't mind, because um, I keep on hearing it from my friends to check it out and even play with it, just, even if it's just playing with them on multiplayer. So I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Um, it's... I mean, it's an older game. It's from 2009. Uh, I want to know what your guys' thoughts are as far as uh, the first uh, Borderlands. Now, I know <laughs> some people will be hearing that, and they would probably think, you know, it might be an instant thing. Um, I'm not that big on shooter games. Um, you know, like, like I don't, I, I really care less about the Call of Duty every year. Um, the only shooting game, even though it's technically not a shooter, more an RPG that I played that I enjoyed was Mass Effect 2. Um, but, uh, but the whole shooter RPG hybrid that, uh, Borderlands is people always, uh, some of my buddies are bringing up, you know, get it, get online, you know, shoot around and stuff with us. Um, so I want to know what your guys thoughts were on that. Cause obviously you hear everybody hears all the hype for Borderlands two coming out in a few months. Well, see, it's funny you bring that up because earlier on, uh, I don't know if you have a good PC, but right now on steam is a free, uh, Borderlands weekend. So if you have a good PC, you actually go play the game this weekend for free on Steam, which is really cool. Uh, Borderlands is a great game. I will definitely claim it. Uh, I liked it so much that I bought the $150 limited edition loot chest for Borderlands 2, which is coming out here in two months. Uh, I mean, I was so amazed and, and very enjoying the game that I just bought that, and I was very happy for with that. Uh, Borderlands is a great game, got lots of DLC, uh, five five different packs of DLC, so if you can pick up the Game of the Year edition, 
which I think is 30 bucks at GameStop, brand new. Uh, it's worth the purchase. If you can, if you don't want to pick that up, you can pick up the regular one for I think like 10, 15 bucks. Uh, it, it's worth the purchase. Uh, it's a great game. Plus, as well, if you have the first game, you unlock special content for the second one when it comes out in a month or so. Really? I guess I need to start working on that. <laughs> I have it all for the PC. Well, that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, it, it kind of sucks for me because I would have to actually have a PC in order to have a good PC. But, uh, I'm, you know, when it comes to like stuff like that, I'm PS3 guy. But um, it sounds like it's got some pretty good stuff. And even though I've never played the first and I can't formulate an opinion on the second yet, I enjoy the hell out of the trailers. The one with the whole uh, Lion Sleeps Tonight music playing, I was cracking up so much just seeing that, seeing all the different stuff in there. So it kind of piqued my interest a little bit more. Definitely. Uh, it's definitely one of those games where I'm... A second one comes out here in a little bit, so I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, it's worth it. If your buddies have been talking about it, trying to get you to pick it up, it's worth the time. Hmm. So, All right. It's worth picking it up, I'd new thing for me to check out then. So uh, thank you guys for the recommendation. No problem, man. I definitely... Uh, Definitely hope you enjoy my little review. If you got anything else you want to hear comments on, just let me know. I mean, coming up later on in the weeks, I mean, I probably won't have that much because I do know that uh, in August or in September we will have uh, we will have a Borderlands 2 review. In October we've got a lot of reviews coming up. November we've got a lot of reviews coming up. December will be a little bit of a slow month, but we will have some reviews no matter what. So, I mean, we'll have a lot of reviews for a lot of games, including Black Ops 2, XCOM Enemy Unknown. Uh, there's a lot of games. I'm trying to remember all of my games, and I might have to... Oh, look at this. I have my list. Uh, let's see. Hitman Absolution, Call of Duty Black Ops 2, Halo 4, Borderlands 2, WWE 13. We'll definitely be give, getting a review for that. Uh... Assassin's Creed and XCOM Enemy Unknown. I believe that Far Cry 3 was pushed back to next year. Yeah. Um, Assassin's, so, Creed, Assassin's Creed 3. The one where you get to kill all the British people. Yes, but word is that... <laughs> yeah. It would, yeah, but also you can kill the British people in the Vita one, but the Vita's got the first female character and also the first... Uh, non-white character, I think. Well, people think that that's actually taking it into a brand new direction and showing that this series has legs if they want to go to various different people. Well, see, there's a problem. Um, I have eight games pre-ordered. GameStop Corporate only allows you to pre-order eight games. I, uh... I have a little bit more than I need to have, so I'm not allowed to pre-order anything else. You don't have I to pre-order it. Wait until it comes out and then buy it. We'll see. If we pre-order it, we get a bonus towards the store. You get a, a plus one to the store, which is always a great thing, and that's what I wanted to do. I want to give us the pre-order, so what I'll probably do is I'll end up pre-ordering it the week before it comes out, paying off, pay it off that day, and then the next week I'll get it. So, I mean, it's just one of those things, the store, it helps the store out. It makes us money. Okay. Actually, uh -huh. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, L train. Anything else, brother? Um, that's off the top of my head, man. Uh, I'm glad I was able to get in tonight. I, I was afraid I'd miss the whole show until I just uh, booted up the stream on my phone and then I heard everything going on. And uh, glad I was able to chime in and get a few opinions about some past games I'm looking forward to. I mean, shoot, we just talked to Assassin's Creed 3. I still got the first one that I still have to go back and complete. I'm so far behind on that theory, but there's a whole lot for me to catch up on. <laughs> no, I got you right there, man. I'm, I've just finished two, and i got to play uh, Brotherhood next, so I probably won't get the chance to actually finish them all before rep, uh, before 3 comes out. L-Train, is that for PS3? Uh, PS3, yeah, I'm a PS3 guy. Yeah. Because I know they brought out a, that they brought out Assassin's Creed One and Two, the Game of the Year editions, like in a bundle, and then they did also a special bundle for the. It's greatly reduced now because obviously the new Assassin's Creed, but the Assassin's Creed Revelations, I think, is pretty heavily reduced now as well with the all the DLC included. Ooh, that's pretty cool. You have to check that out. Thanks for the heads up, No problem. So, if that's it, L-Train, we'll, uh, we'll bid you adieu for today, and we'll catch you on next week, hopefully, man. Yeah, hopefully. So, uh, Ashley and Sensational Spoiler, I'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs> I don't need another nickname, but later, brother. <laughs> All right, peace, I really don't need another nickname. I need another nickname like I need another co-host. And I already got, I already got a bad one as is. question is, does Sean remember my nickname from last week? English bastard? No. The British bastard. There you go. Second time. I called you. Yeah, I called you English one. There we go. I'm so sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, let's not forget that this is the British bastard, not the English bastard. The British bastard. Yes, British. Remember, Assassin's Creed Three. British. Yeah. Death. Yeah, I'm. I'm exhausted. I, it's just one of the things. And it's shifting in the chat. I'm very sure that my store manager would not appreciate me going somewhat to another store pre-ordering a game I'm sure that wouldn't happen and seeing as how the uh, the Borderlands 2 Ultimate Chest has pretty much closed out I don't think I'm getting my hands on that one so yeah I'm sticking with GameStop either way just one of those things but uh, with that I think that might be it um, I do want to bring up this this very quick because I, I still, I'm still reading this thing um a couple of stories, a couple of things on the uh, the Batman's Greatest Movie Moments. I do apologize, guys. I do want to finish this right quick. Number 19, The Penguin's Last Act, is basically where Oswald, Oswald Cobblepot comes out of the toxic water that's in his lair to see Batman. He's half dead. He's got this black liquid going down his chin, and he basically looks at Batman and says, I'll murder you in a moment. In a moment. But first, I think I need a cool drink of ice water, and then dies. And basically, it's carried off by his penguins. Number 18, 18 is Holy Sardine, which is actually a pretty funny moment. Uh, Adam West has the shark repellent. Yes, shark repellent. Very interesting uh, thing there. Uh, number 13, the Joker versus Batwing, which is basically Jack Nicholson's Joker standing there shooting at the Batwing and finally hits it with his... Uh, his very long-barreled gun. That's the which, original BFG. <laughs> that's pretty funny, actually. I like that one. That's not a uh, that's not a buzzer for you. That's good. That's good. 
Oh my god. That's, that's actually really good. I like that one. Um, number 12 is called Batman in Mourning from Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which I have not seen in years. I need to go watch that. How about a kiss for Santa Claus from Batman Returns? Which, oh wow, I totally forgot about this. Which was Christopher Walken's character talking to Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. Uh, the birth of the Joker from the original Batman movie. I haven't seen that in a long time. Catwoman's face look from Batman Returns is number six. Who was that one? Is that Michelle Pfeiffer? I think it was. Yeah, it was the Pfeiffer. It was, it was the Pfeiffer? Okay. Yeah. The original line, number four, from I'm Batman, uh, from Batman, which was Michael Keaton's first uh, first time basically saying that line. Still an amazing line. And uh, number one, I've got to bring it up either way, is uh, the inter- Intimidation Game from the Dark Knight, which was basically Batman interrogating the Joker. One of the greatest interrogation scenes I have ever seen in my life. Uh Heath Ledger is a very missed uh, person in this world because he played one of the greatest Jokers I have seen, heard in a long time. Um, Heath, I, I miss you, brother. I wish you were still here on this earth. I wish the Joker hadn't gotten to your head like it had. Um, hopefully, you're up in heaven with the face paint on and the scars and laughing that Joker laugh. So How about um, a magic trick. Yeah, seriously. I just, first, I just time, first time I saw the magic trick in quotes, I was like, damn, I still want to try that at college. I'm sure you were. But uh, with that, I think that's good for our show. But there is something Ooh. else we need. What? Sorry, I was, I was doing a bit of bane then. Okay, well, you hold on to that because next week we'll talk about that. Yes. So, uh, we do need to talk about something either way. Um, the other shows on this network. Now, I always forget about this stuff, so you do have to forgive me. But all the shows on the network are great shows to listen to. You've got Wrestling News Live every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. You've got TNA Chat Live every Thursday at 1030 Yes. Eastern Live and Eastern Time. And this week, I believe, or next week, can't have it this week since the week's over with already, you will have Bronx hosting TNA Chat Live. So if you haven't heard Bronx in a while, host a show. Now's your chance. You got the open book, which is every Friday at 11 p.m. I didn't forget our time this time. Uh, Eastern Time, uh, where we cover what we do cover. And if, if it's, if it's pay per view weekend, you've got Sunday Night Showdown, it's TNA, you've got Bronx, you've got Trey, and you got Rick sometimes who shows up. It, it depends on the weekends. Um, on WWE weekends, you've got Trey, you've got Shark, Harmony, JJ, the boss, and Rick also. So, I mean, you've got. A lot of people showing up. And next his next pay-per-view will actually be TNA. So you'll get Bronx, you'll get Trey, and you'll get Rick. So that'll Hardcore be on- justice. Wow. 
Sorry, I, I, I tried to do it in JJ style. So JJ, if I did it wrong, um, you can we can play the sounder on delay like next week. Rat time now, please. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Brass Eye. Yes, um, no more of that from you, but I will ask you, Ashley, what uh, what podcast do we have? Oh, we've got Beyond the Bell with Sean Beckerman, uh, the Elite Force podcast, the Midweek with Chuck W, and the Weekend Edition with Walkie and Mindwipe. We've got Running the Ropes with Crelly and Mav, and recording this coming Wednesday, and hopefully it's going to be... Try try and be out every weekend from next week. Uh, the whole indie show. We're rescheduling it and everything to to try and ease with our schedules a bit better because trying to do two shows back to back consecutive days for me is just a bit too hectic. Certainly my end. So yeah, th- don't worry. There will be a show coming up probably this time next week where we'll be talking about. Quite a lot of the indie comings and goings that have happened over the last few weeks since we've been last war on. So there you go. Uh, the whole indie show could be back. Uh, it may have a slight issue at the same time. Um, hopefully it all goes good for you, Ashley. I'm sorry. I don't mean <laughs> to laugh at that. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, just, just play, we'll play the sounder again and just play it on infinite loop. Just okay. No, no, we won't do that. Uh, I do want to bring something up that I posted in the Facebook group, and I'll bring it up now. Uh, Blue mystery. If you have a problem with me, I'd rather you bring it to me instead of taking it to Wrestling News Live. Uh, taking any other show on the network is just something that I do not appreciate whatsoever i do understand that you had a problem with me i would rather you brought it to my show or brought it to me personally instead of going on another show and just ranting uh what trey did is what trey should have done and i i applaud trey for what he did because you said something in that that's completely and utterly made me furious the whole this is what's wrong with america is something that should never be brought up unless it is something hardcore. And I do not appreciate that whatsoever. That is why I did not actually make a comment about you calling in, because I don't want you to call in. Uh, I felt that if you had called in, this show would have probably derailed a little bit more than it already had tonight. So I did not want you to call in. I may have seemed like it on the Facebook Facebook group. I was very mad at that time, and I do apologize to JJ. I do apologize to Trey, Rick, everyone on the Facebook group for posting that, and uh, for my over excessiveness on Tuesday night with the banning. Uh, I do want to just go ahead and say that. I uh, just it's just one of those things. So sometimes things get a little out of hand, and Tuesday it did, and I will say that and. Uh, I'll basically leave it with that. So, now that I've gotten that out of the way, I can end the show on a good note. Somewhat. Because, either way, I still have a co-host who's the British bastard. I am the sensation... Uh, I'm not even, I, don't, I can't believe I'm saying this. 
I'm the sensational sequel. I'm also the sensational spoiler. Yes. So with that, uh, Ashley, is there anything you want to say before I end this show? Not really. Uh, I hope the British... I don't expect the British to do as well as the Americans in the Olympics, but if we get a respectable amount of medals, then I'll be satisfied, you know. I'm not expecting us to do a China and try and do world domination. If if we if we did, we wouldn't have had we wouldn't have had the queen chucked out of a helicopter. I don't want to talk about that moment. That was just one moment I do not want to talk about. So we'll leave it at that. Um, with that, I'm the sensational sequel. And there was a new quote I was going to give the show off to, but. I'm trying to remember what it is now. And I should have written it down as soon as I thought about it. What's the song of the night? Really? Brass Light, please. He's going to have that on, like, a key. A key. He's just going to press yeah, one key uh, and it's going to be one. Next week it's going to be used a lot because I'm going to go Bane. Next week we will have a a review of Dark Knight Rises, so I will uh, definitely get that. And Farley actually has a good 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 one in the chat. Uh, British Queen get to the chopper. So we'll definitely uh, have to see what we got. Um, song of the Night is a new Hellstorm song. Uh, Hellstorm. If you know if you know me at all, you and you've actually listened to any of the songs that we played on the on the network on my shows, you've heard most of them are actually female led bands, uh, female led vocals, stuff like that. Hellstorm, I am a huge fan of because of, of a lot of their songs are really good songs. They've always done a great job with them. So tonight is a new a new video, a new song. It's called "I Miss the Misery." I uh, just came out on their newest CD called The Strange Cases, The Strange Cases of Hellstorm. I had to make sure my audio was off. And take take a listen. It's a great song. Uh, they play it a lot on Octane. So check it out. We'll definitely uh, catch you guys next week right here on the Open Book. And I definitely uh, expect you guys here next week for the Dark Knight Rises because then we can spoil everything. I don't. I don't care. Next week we can spoil everything. I just don't care anymore. Um, with that, I will leave you guys. But I will leave it with this: open book, always and forever. Peace, guys. Yeah.